this has been a a roller coaster ride of a team, right? Last year, we we beat the Patriots' asses. We thought we were going to go on from there and beat some more asses, and we didn't. And then this year, it kind of started off slow, and now we're seeing this team start to come to a flow. They're starting to gel together. Um, the defense, especially offense, as well. They're both climbing in, in the rankings and stats. But now we have this blow of Yanni Kingakwe, uh, broken ankle, out for the season. Um, currently the, the sack leader for the team at four, two since the Montez sweat trade. And um, I'm a little bit, I don't know, I don't know if I should be concerned, but I feel like my initial emotion is to be concerned. And... Um, Guys, how you doing tonight? Do you feel similarly? What's there to really be concerned about? Because we weren't doing anything two weeks ago. Well, we felt like we had a chance here now coming into the stretch, but go ahead. It's not a chance. I, I get it, but you're 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 saying we're a playoff team now. And and True. we're not. We're not. This week could a lot of things could change this week. Yeah. So if really this is our playoff game again, and as long as we get growth growth every week man this is a young team we've got what a second year head coach a second year offensive coordinator it, so if you, if you break it down the whole team is young as far as football terms of what's involved mm -hmm. and they've done a lot of growing together for good and bad i mean all the negative stuff that we've been saying about gets he, he's got four more games to show himself you know what mm-hmm there, there's a lot of options on the table for this team, and options can be good. Man. So we're on Every, the up. Everyone's kind of on that, you know, the, the watch list right now. They're they're all auditioning for next year, in a way, right? Well, well yeah, you know, everyone is always auditioning. And I think we've been doing that since uh, week one. But you know, technically, Foster, we are a playoff team right now. We're we're in the hunt until we're not. Mm-hmm. So, hey, the toughest test was last Sunday against the Detroit Lions. You know, the the, the Browns are banged up. And, you know, on paper, they're a great team. They're eight and five right now, right? Defense. And PJ, I know this opens up the door for you for Chase Young now because he's broken his ankle <laughs> and he's out for the rest of the year. So, <laughs> insert Chase Young, guys. But how do you feel about that? Well, I look at it like as a team. As a in your second year of a rebuild, for you to be in a position to have an opportunity, because that's what we have is an opportunity to make the playoffs. So to be in a position to where you're not like New England is this year or Carolina, where you have no hope, we actually have some hope into a second year of a rebuild where you hear all the noise about get a new quarterback or you're hearing a noise about we're not there yet. Our offensive coordinator isn't it, but we're still in a position and the opportunity to do something. So I consider ourselves fortunate and I'm real curious to see what this team does with this opportunity. Are they going to fall flat on their face or are they going to put up a good fight? Because even if they don't make the playoffs, I want to see them fight. And that's what you really want to be able to see and say whether or not Fields is a guy. Did he put up a fight or did he just lay down? That's the key, not just for Fields, but for Getsy, 
Eva Flutes and everyone else put up that fight. Yes. More on that to come. We have uh, another, our guest, CJ, is coming back. CJ, the real CJ, coming back to join us tonight. We are excited to have him back as our guest. Walt, let's kick the show off. everyone and welcome to bears country podcast our special guest cj coming up for a second turnaround he was an excellent guest last time we are excited to have him back but before we get started let's please remind you that we are now presented by betus go check out betus.com every sports better's favorite sports book they have a bunch of great perks as well as exceptional service use that link in the description and get a 125 percent bonus when you sign up Place your bets with BetUS. That means you put in $50, you get $75. You put in $100, you get $125. And PJ? And for those, for those of you who will bet, please bet responsibly. Uh, there are many uh, 1-800 numbers or whatever to uh, help you with your betting addiction if that's what you have. So please be careful with your bets. Please do. Guys, I'm excited to uh, bring on CJ here uh, in a second, and it's great to talk to you guys again on this Thursday night. I just want to let you guys know like how much I appreciate you guys. You guys are killing it with uh, you're doing the Sunday show now. I don't know if you're doing it this weekend or not, but you guys do a great job with that. Uh, let us remind you that we have uh, the British Bears now coming up on BCP on Wednesday nights at 5 p.m. Central Time, and uh, of course. Uh, the last call with Hallis Hall with Dan Aguirre coming up this Monday. Lynn Hayden has been down with a knee replacement surgery. So um, I think we're going to give her a little bit more time before she decides to come back for a show. But guys, it's great to see you guys again tonight. I'm excited about um, what we have coming up here with this team because there's a lot of variables or a lot of variables that are in play here that could mean a win. Let's bring on our guest, CJ, without waiting having him wait any any longer please what's up my man how's it going what's going on everybody thank you what's for having me again good to see you great to have you on my friend how are you feeling about this uh injury to thank yannick you, you. the only thing i could think of is is was he really present like was <laughs> he really present am i going to miss him is the only thing i can think of is am i really going to miss seeing yannick on the field and i'm not sure i to be honest with you i'm not sure if i'm gonna miss seeing him on the field uh he was he was the benefactor Ah, uh, see, I told you we had a shitty connection, um, guys. Late last week. 
CJ, you have a terrible no, connection, no. man. I don't know. You want to you try resetting your internet and hopping back in? Restart, restart your internet I, I, and then restart your phone. I hear you just fine. Okay. Okay. We're getting a, a major yeah, delay with you, though. Yeah. Okay. All right. I loved what he was saying, though. He's he's making some good points here. Because I said this when I told my buddy, you know, uh, that he was injured out for the season. He said, good. This means that the younger guys get to have a a place, you know, they get to have some playing time on this team. So it could be a good thing for this team, right, guys? Could be. You got you got the, it's the next man up and, and try and turn it into a positive, man. Mm-hmm. These young guys will get some more playing time and uh maybe maybe they check out where where some of the different positions they can put them in to to make this defense even more dangerous man coming down you know coming down the road here they've, they've really come a long way from the first four games look at it since since blues took over control of running the defense he's got some input from snow and since they grabbed sweat it's been nothing but a climb and and the numbers show that what, what are we giving up now like 19 point 19.2 points a game you can score like I brought this up a long time ago. I'm like, man, if the Bears can hold everybody to, to 20 or less and score their 26, 27, 28 points a game, they're going to win a lot of games. And and we saw what happened as the season went on because there's, you know, even the position we were talking about, we're looking at uh, a playoff spot possibly. Uh, what if we were seven and six or six and six? What is it? Six and seven, even seven and six. Mm-hmm. How different would it be? I don't, a lot of this stuff that was talked about over the last couple of weeks wouldn't even wouldn't even have come up. But uh, you never know, man. There's always that media <laughs> yeah. post bias, as I like to call it. Uh, this is a gentleman I just met here on on Twitter. We were talking on Twitter. Not sure how to say his name. Sri Ram. I just leave it as Sri Ram for the moment. Maybe you could spell it out. Sriram Parthasar Parthasarathi. Sriram Parthasarathi. Thanks for joining us, man. Great to see you. Actually, sent an email. Wants uh, I asked him to be on the show, and he sent an email to us today. So. Oh, okay. I forgot uh, to check my email after you said that to me. No big. There we go. Sriram. You are correct. We did get your email. I will look at. I'll look at that later. Thank you. And he's a Chicago guy too. That's another another thing. But you know, as far as the defense, it's been on the up for for weeks. Offense, different story. Hopefully, what we've done will stay the same. I I actually got the Bears. I, I think they're going to win by like twelve freaking points this game. Wow. There's, there's too many aspects to get into with uh, Cleveland's team. I don't know if we want to still. We didn't even finish talking about Yannick, but. We have we have some 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 talent on this team even without Yannick. So we'll be able to get a good idea of what that talent's capable of this weekend. Uh they've got a they've got a they bring Dom off the Dom Robinson off the practice squad. So now there's a roster spot that need, that, that that we have too. So you know there's more options. I, I believe Lewis is still out there. Remember him? Everybody's crying when he got released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Real Lewis, so Op- options and information, man. 
make the decision that's best for this team, man. That's what I love about Paul. He looks at everything. CJ, you seem to be oh, coming no, in better no. now. I, I can just tell by your just popping back in. It seems like you have a better connection. I guess so. Better location, I guess. <laughs> there you go. I would love for you to finish what you're saying because you were onto something there with the Yannick injury. Like you're next guy up, right? So re really what I was saying was really, that's really what it was. That's really what it is. Um, you really have to go. I mean, in that, especially in that position, next man up is, is, is always going to going to be in play. Um, I, what happened to the, uh, the guy they picked up the, that they waited like six months for six weeks for the Khalid, the Khalid guy. He was on the practice squad for a while. Um, I don't is. know if they kept him on the practice squad. He still is. Yeah, I don't. That guy. Okay. So yeah, so there you go. I'm 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 eager to see him. Um, I think you know they 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 wanted to see him, um, and they didn't get a chance to see as much as they'd like. So I want to see what he can do. Well, I, th I think the real issue becomes that you're going to see uh, Dominic Robinson get active. I mean, he's been on the uh, active roster, but he's been uh, voluntary, voluntary scratched by the coaches every week. So now they're going to actually have him, I'm sure, play part of the 46-man lineup. And that Kareem guy, I'm sure he'll get activated to the uh, active roster, but we probably still won't see him because we'll be seeing Don Dominic Robinson instead. Um, to Foster's point, uh, or no, it was your point. I'm sorry, CJ. I think your point, uh, when Yannick has been there, he's really hasn't done much. I mean, he seemed like he stepped up a little bit. I mean, at the beginning of the year, he was like a ball, a blaze, wasn't quite get there, but he was, you know, he was active. Then he kind of like hit a lull. Then when, uh, uh, Sweat came on the team, seemed like he started picking it up a little bit more again. So uh, I think Walker would be the bitter, the biggest benefactor of Yannick being gone. I uh, see. I think Walker in the next four games, I predict him to probably get three sacks. Ooh. Really? Put pressure on the man, huge. Huh? Put three some sacks on the man. Yeah, I think within the in the next four games, he's going to get he's going to get three sacks because he's going to get more playing time. He's going to get more playing time, yeah. and therefore, you know, they're going to double team Sweat, and he's going to leave yep. Walker open. And then with the emergence of uh, Dexter, I think Dexter going to you know be draw the attention of others. So he's going to be left one on one, and he's going to take advantage of it. Especially, I, I expect him to get probably a sack, sack and a half this week against uh, Cleveland's backup tackles. Yeah, we'll get into that. That's positive for us. Guys, look at what we're doing here. Like in chat here, we have a Packers fan and a Lions <laughs> fan hanging out with us tonight. I want to give you all congratulations. Absolutely, man. To everyone yeah. doing their job here on this channel to like to be yeah. the kind of show that we want to be where we can, you know, talk and converse and have fun with additional NFC teams, NFC North teams, even though there are rivals. And I mean, some of the shit I've said about the Packers in my life, I tell you what, Steve, you'd, you'd be ashamed of me, but you are a good guy 
and we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight for uh, Sports Talk Network. That's his name is Steve, and of course, uh, New Breed Three Thirteen, which is also with Steve. Yep, Steve and Steve. Everyone's Steve's. Well, let me take a moment to uh, acknowledge the chat. Please in do. The, in the Thank chat, you. we have Jason UK. Jason UK, I just want to say I did notice your dance on your show the other day. I noticed it, and I was like, man. Shorty has truly rubbed off on you, brother. I mean, you. I, I, I want to get help for you. That's all I want to say. I want to get help for you. But we also have uh, Mark Kazak. Mark Kazak, you have always been there for us, man. I appreciate you. We have uh, Mr. Shorty, of course, C.B. Sickles. Uh, we have Jeremy Munoz. We, we have, like you mentioned, the new breed 313 Sports. We have Foster Covers. That's Santa Claus in disguise, by the way. And we also have... Uh, the, the name that you guys said, Sharam, I think his name is. She, Shiram. Yeah, Shiram. 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 Yeah. It's on And we have, I think I, I, think I named everyone. If I, if I missed you, Networks. Yes, Sports, Sports, Sports Talk Network. Yes. So all thank that, you guys for joining us in the chat. Appreciate you all for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you. I have just one question. Where the hell is Cliff Victoria? Yeah. Should I call him to make sure he's okay? And Doug Van Dorn. And DVD, yeah. It's it's Shree Ram. Shree Ram. Ram. Thank you for that pronunciation. Shree Ram. Appreciate Shree Ram. You got to make sure you get it down because he's going to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> what a nickname by then. What a roller coaster ride of a team this has been, right, guys? Absolutely, man. Take us through it, CJ, if you can. But the first four weeks, the middle. No, no, no week. Take us back from last year. I mean, can do that too, man. Jeez. Yeah. Could have won seven I more mean, games. Three and thirteen. Three and thirteen. No, no, no hope. I mean, no real hope. The coaching staff seemed like they were trash. Uh, now we've got a little. I mean. I mean, again, it goes. In all honesty, it's it's really the progression of polls. We're really watching the progression of polls as he gathers pieces for his team. Um, this is really, really, this really ended up. This season ended up being about polls when it should have been about field. Uh, you ended up seeing him deciding, okay, I need a. He's taking a, a definitive stance on the defense. You seeing him finding guys like Billings that he's going to bank on, uh, uh, that he's going to progress with. You see that, you know, he's built, he's building the back half of the defense, which is what you're going to need uh, in this, in this defense or in the, this era of defense, you're going to need four or five guys like they have. Um, I'm very, very, very excited about the back half of the defense. I'm excited to see them replace Eddie Jackson, unfortunately. Um, yeah, then as you go to, you know, as you go to, you know, what is going on, again, the maturation of really Poles and Eberflus, we're seeing what Eberflus can do with the monochrome of talent. Uh, he, don't, he, did, he, he didn't have the best in Indianapolis. He's getting good. Not, not the best, but he's getting good talent. And you know what? Top, we're looking at what top ten, top fifteen defense now. Um, at this point of the season, 
So, you know, that's all you can really ask for. And, and so the hope or the goal is just to continue progression and hopefully just that into progression from Getty and Fields. Uh, they might win a few more games. I think that's that's really what you're going to have is just a few more games of is Getty progressing and how's the defense doing? Do you think it's possible that we can win this out? I don't care. But <laughs> the, the trap game is in Atlanta. The trap yeah. game is in Atlanta. I'm, 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 I'm setting my trap game in Atlanta. I I was worried about that game too myself. That's a team that I'm... At the beginning all, of the season, CJ, when we when we did this, this when we went through the schedule, I, it's it's just something, man, that that can happen so easily. It often does, and that would definitely be one of the teams for the Bears to do it. What you know against? Hopefully not. But they're also a warm weather team coming up to Chicago, a dome warm weather team. That goes to say a lot. I don't listen. Sure. I'm in Atlanta. I don't like to step yeah, outside when it's 35 degrees right now. You know, I, much less <laughs> going into the you know 20s. <laughs> so sorry. Go ahead, CJ. No, I was just gonna say I think he's gonna be auditioning. I think he's gonna be. You know, I think there's gonna be some puff of the chest. Um, that's his home. You know, that that's his hometown team, so to speak. So, you know, you you expect him to put on a good show. Um, you know, obviously there's the rumors about him possibly, you know, being, you know, shipped there, being a good fit for him there. So I think he's going to put on a good show regardless. But yeah, I think that's a team that he is, everybody's kind of got their eyeball on um, as a place that the Bears could possibly send him to. Oh, in a trade, you're saying? Correct. So we haven't even gotten into that. What are your thoughts on that? If they end up with the first pick, and let's just say they win, they they lose one more game going out, and they get the first pick from the so Panthers. You might want to thought? say that. Um, that is a big for for later. That's a big stick. Um, I've got, I've got time. Yeah, I've got time for that. Uh, my, I'm I'm in the minority of draft draft one the, the real question that i have is is Caleb Williams better than CJ Stroud i have pondered the same i've pontificated the same question CJ it's gone. uh pj He's yeah. looking for his bazooka. Yeah. Man, yeah. I'm what you mean bazooka? I'm looking for my atom bomb. I'm ready to blow this whole thing up. Talking about what? <laughs> Jeez. Slow down there, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Let me just say for the record, I want everybody to be perfectly clear where I stand. Oh, we know. If we trade fields, I would be heartbroken. Period. What if Caleb Williams 
insane. Won league MVP insane. as a rookie and took us to the playoffs. I would be heartbroken upon the trade. So before he can become MVP, he would have to get Fields would have to get traded first, right? So as soon as that trade happens, I'm now right there, heartbroken. It's because of the mere fact of the hope. Now, I I, I took the time to look up uh, Steve Young the other day. First two years of being a pro, he was in the USFL. Third year in a pro, as a pro, he became, he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his record was three and 16. He later became a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. But I didn't stop there. I went to Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman's first three years in the league. I think his record was like 15 and 25 or something along those lines. He later became a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. After three, you know, his first three years kind of sucked. Matthew Stafford, he's no Hall of Famer, but his first three years wasn't very productive either. So while we're trying to get rid of fields and talk, you know, down talk fields a lot, I, I look at it like I, I go back to J2K. I mean, uh, Jason UK. He said it best. Fields are is steadily improving. And to give up on him now, while he's still improving, you're going to have a regression with whatever rookie quarterback you go with because they're going to have to have time to learn and all these other things. So why are we, as a collective, trying to – I know I understand the first pick and know all oh, the glamour of, ooh, we got the first overall pick, we got this new shiny new toy, but yet we're going to have some regression. Why not keep with what we got going already – build around him to where even if Fields isn't great, um, if you build a good enough team around him, Trent Dilfer, uh, uh, what's the guy we barely played this weekend, uh, Flacco, they had great teams around them, and them as mediocre quarterbacks won a Super Bowl. We can then do the same thing if we build up a team around him, but if we forego getting these draft picks that we could acquire and go with a quarterback to be our savior, we may have a Matthew Stafford in Detroit situation to where later on you're trading uh, away anyway. So why not just build around the guy you got because he is showing improvement? End of my rant. I'm with you on that. As far as I can see, I just, we spent all this time building this team up and this is just, it doesn't matter because Poles is going to trade that pick away anyways for, for prospects, man. That's what he's going to do. Cause that's what the guy does. That's my, my thought on it anyways. But uh, I've been, I started talking about this even three weeks ago. I'm like, man, what if Flusa sticks around for next season? Cause people are getting pissed when I was saying it. And now this week, Everybody's going, man, if this offense plays better, we might be stuck with them. Well, it, it could be. We don't know. Pretty much he's the scapegoat for everything for that's going on offensively, at least what we've been talking about most of the season, which I agree with. But you don't know what's going to happen in the next three weeks, four weeks here. And and here, would you guys take would you guys take a top ten quarterback and be able to just put him on the build bears and take out fields? Yes or no? 
for me, the season has not played out yet. So Just yes or no. If you had a top 10 quarterback right now, wouldn't that be cool on the Bears? Yes or no? Yes. PJ. Yeah. If we had a top 10 quarterback right now on the Bears, would that be cool? Yes or no? What do you mean by a top 10? Top 10 ranked quarterback on the Bears right now. Would that be cool? Yes or no? Sure. About <laughs> Walt? Yes. Well, Foster Cool is subjective. Yeah. So, first would it off, be okay? Would it be better if we had a top ten quarterback on the Bears today? Yes or no? We already have one. I mean, just feels like another point. eleven. But that was it, my point. Fields is, was number ten last week, ranked. So we have one. And then you break down all the numbers. He's actually gained more yards. Who is it? Uh, Hertz and somebody else. He's got more offensive yards than those guys in the same amount of games by like two or three hundred. And that's that's combined yards. Don't get me wrong, but the numbers bear it out, man. The best thing to do for the Bears is to trade back and and bring in more parts. Because if there is a problem with the quarterback next year, okay, let's find a guy and plug him in, man. That's that's the way a lot of the other teams are building, anyways. They're building up the offensive line, the defensive line, and getting the tight ends, and then finding that quarterback. Look at the 49ers. So exactly, look at Brock Purdy. Fields is the guy, man. Well, Purdy was ranked one last week, and Fields was 10. No, the point I'm making, they got Purdy the, over the last pick. So if yep. Fields is indeed truly the problem after we build up this team, use the Mr. Irrelevant and get our, our, our Brock Purdy. Pick and plug a guy in at that point. But I, we're not going to have to do that. we got to stay the course and be diligent and be patient. This is all just – my opinion, I know I know you guys some of you guys agree with some of it, but wait, you just it, said man. you just said get our Brock Purdy where like in this in Mr. Irrelevant next year? What else what what, what I mean point. is there's a guy if if we if we build this team up and we prove that okay, we can't get over this hump with fields at that time, get your quarterback, be it the first rounder, be it the seventh, whatever. Get your quarterback in, but instead, build your team up first. Yeah, but PJ, PJ you're missing you're... the point. If this is the draft to get your quarterback, and you fuck this up, and then you go, let's just go one more year with Justin. And boom, Caleb Williams gets drafted by whoever, and is you know next explosive. Last year, last year was the draft to get the quarterback. It was C.J. Stroud. We fucked it up. No, well, no, but really, what PJ is saying, really he's saying the same not... thing I am is. We're not going to need a quarterback because Fields is going to be the guy. He is the I guy. hope you guys are right. Is the point? So, but let me put it out on Justin Fields. I just I don't want to fuck me. this up. This is a critical moment in our history. Well, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Andrew Luck, how many uh, Super Bowls he got? No. When Matthew Stratford, Stafford was in Detroit, how many Super Bowls did he get? So the point I'm making is. Well, you can have a great quarterback. That doesn't guarantee you a Super Bowl. But if you get a good enough team, you can still win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback if 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 Justin Fields proved to be just a mediocre quarterback. But what if you're looking at the guy that you passed on becoming like the NFC uh Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Doesn't what? matter how good the quarterback is unless you have a great team around him to make them a championship team. End of story. Andrew Luck. He was a he was by far the best quarterback prospect coming out 
in a generation for real, for real. When we talk about these generation quarterbacks, Andrew Luck was truly that generational quarterback. He never won a Super Bowl. He didn't have the team around him. That's what I'm saying. Even if we miss by passing up this generational quarterback, if that's the case, we still want to have a good team, but we still can win the Super Bowl because that generational quarterback and Andrew Luck, he did not win being that generational quarterback. As a matter of fact, John Elway, he was a generational quarterback. He didn't win until they decided to have a team around him. Dan Marino, probably the best quarterback I've ever seen, never won a Super Bowl. So you can have these great quarterbacks. If you don't have a team around them, you're not going to win. So that's what I'm saying. Build this team up. Then we go from there. If Justin Fields ain't the guy, we can find another quarterback. But you ain't going to have all this lot of picks that you can get in order to build this team up. I got to say one Again, other thing, too. end of rank. Go watch, go watch every offensive play that Caleb Williams has had this year, and you'll see that Justin Fields is a much better quarterback. Much better. Sorry. CJ, I want, I want your rebuttal go to all that. What's your rebuttal, CJ? I really am not I'm not in disagreement. The only thing I the only thing that I say is you don't look the gift horse in the mouth. If you get the one and he's a and and he's a generational quarterback, then you take him and you do what the Packers have done, what the Chiefs have done what other good teams have done and you make him sit and watch how the game's supposed to be played. You can build the rest of the team with the rest of the picks. But if you're going to take the generational quarterback, if you're going to get a generational quarterback, then you get the generational quarterback. You can do what you want with the talent, a la Brady versus Garoppolo. You can do what you want with Hertz versus Wentz. You can do what you want with RG3 versus Kirk Cousins. You can if you can re-up once you trade them. You can always read up when you trade that that quarterback, whichever quarterback you choose to trade. But you have to be in the position to have them. And I think that's what's important is to have the piece. Have Caleb Williams is still a chess piece. Regardless on if he's the one ticket or the piece you take after you trade him, Justin Fields is still a trade ticket, but it just depends on how much you're going to get back for him. But I still believe if you if you look the gift horse in the mouth and he's right there, you snatch him because he's talent just like any other talent. And then you trade back with five or four or seven or whatever. Or then, you know, make somebody pay through the nose because you already have the guy. Don't trade for the, the chance to draft the guy. No, no, no. Make people pay through the nose because you have, have the guy. That's what the key is. One question. And I'm going to let you go back with your statement. Just one question. You, I don't. Do you believe if you trade the first pick before you draft it, you can get three? three first-round draft choices, but if you actually draft 
Caleb, have him sit a year and then try to trade him, I guarantee you won't get three uh, draft picks. What do you think? That's my only question. That puts me in the mystery box question. That puts me in the mystery box. I've got a Justin Fields and I've got a Caleb Williams. I know what I've got in jail. I know what I've got in Justin Fields. No one knows what I've got in Caleb Williams. So at that point, it's still three first round picks because no one has seen him. I guarantee Everyone you won't get knows it. Is Justin. That's fair. That is fine. I've still got the lottery ticket. At, True. at the end of the day, I've got two lottery tickets. I've still got two lottery tickets that I can pawn off at the end of the day. So I may not get three now. I may not get three today. That's fair. I've still got no. two birds in the hand. I've got, no, I got one saying. bird in the hand already. And I'm going to get two birds in the hand if I draft Caleb. I've already got two birds in the hand. If I can get three birds if I trade first or get two birds if I hold on to them, I'm still going to end up with I'm, I'm going to end up with three birds instead of the four. Fine. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it if I can keep both tickets. I want both tickets. I don't but see, care about. But but you're running the risk. You're running the risk of you. You're running the risk to where you're not going to fully build the team, because if you get these possible three first draft choices, so you're going to miss out on that uh, edge rusher. You're going to miss out on that number one receiver. You're going to miss out on these guys because you're going with Caleb Williams just to hold on to him. And then if Fields, in your scenario, balls out next year, now you want to try to trade Caleb? Guess what? Next year comes, the, the team's going to be like, hey, there's a new generational quarterback that's coming out. We're going to go with that guy as opposed to Caleb because if Caleb was really the guy, uh, the, the Bears would have played him instead of sitting him. So you don't get those three first-round draft picks. You might, you might, you might get one. You more likely, you probably get a second and a third. So therefore, we didn't build up the team. We held on to this asset. We didn't. We didn't really further ourselves. That's my argument. They're both. You guys both got points. I mean, Pete, you know where I stand. I'm. I'm. I'm but I the first-round picks are, are not going to be in the same draft. If you depends on how you go about doing it, be in the same draft. Let's say every year. Let's say Arizona want to sit up there and say, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm not happy with Kyler Murray. I I want Caleb Williams, Chicago. I can give you my third and my sixteenth pick for I can get uh for I can get your number one. You think I'm gonna pass that up? Oh, let me let me get that, and plus a second, we 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 in business. That can totally happen. Totally happen. Hey man, polls polls could run this down the I'm line and get that first round pick for twenty twenty six. What's his name's god grandson? <laughs> Manny, uh, Arch Manning. <laughs> I'm just okay. my my point is this, CJ is. Every year I hear the same thing. Bryce Young, generational talent. Caleb Williams, generational talent. There, there's a guy there that we can get when we do need him. As for right now, I, I'm I'm more to building the team, man. Uh, because and, and I think Fields is the guy. I do. I, I've looked at it all from the damn Pittsburgh game. 
his rookie season. That's when I that's when I said that's the guy. I, I said it, you know. Uh, and then I, then I start looking at it again. Am I wrong? Is he slow? What's going on? Was there a problem? Something this? And then I'm like, well, there's too much going into his head. There's too much coaching. They're over coaching. If you can, I, I'm not even saying that right. But there's too too many problems up here for him, is what I'm thinking. And I and I said this in a tweet a couple times. I'm like, I think one of the best things that happened was Justin Fields, and, and you brought it up to your point, CJ. He had to sit there for four weeks and watch. And I I think that helped his game. Agreed. Some of the crap got out of his head. He got to see something that that maybe he wasn't quite aware of, or or one of those aha moments that everybody's had. And it's just a matter of, of really just building chemistry because what? These guys have been playing together for three weeks now, the, the entire offensive unit. I think that's it for all of them together. I'm talking offensive line, the same oh, yeah. tight ends, yeah. the yeah. same wide receivers, the same quarterback. Even with the even with the little merry-go-round in the running back room, that wasn't that wasn't quite as bad because that's a rotational thing where those guys are all going to see the field, so they're going to play with them all at one time or another. But this team, and and it goes. From the coaching staff too, I, I I said this. I'm like, man, this 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 team is. You got a second year coach. You got a second year offensive coordinator. Most of these players are second, third, fourth year guys. So instead of taking any of it apart, if it's progressing as we end out the season, there's there's a scenario where nobody's going anywhere. We're just going to add more talent and another couple of coaches, maybe. You know, defensive coordinator, maybe somebody else needs to go. I don't know. I'm not sitting in the office, but that's a scenario that could happen. And and nobody's been saying nothing about it. I've been talking about it for three, four weeks. And now this last week, man, it's all over the place, what I just said. It's everywhere. And not just, you know, little guys. It's coming out in big media. I'm like, whoa, just pay attention to what's going on in front of your eyes. And it's not CJ, man, you make tons of valid points. Anybody that's talking Caleb Williams would eat up on every point you made because it, it's a it's a decent argument for the fact. Uh, Pete, you, you got a great argument too, and you know I stand. I'm, I'm, that is my argument. The, the shit you said is my argument for the most part. I could add a couple things, but I ain't gonna, man. I just I just think that we can win this game, and if a couple things happen within the NFL, like Tampa Bay, I think. I think they can beat the Buccaneers. The Bengals, it, it doesn't even matter. The teams that are involved, we just we just got to take one game and win the damn game. If we all sit that. here two what years from now, on Monday morning, man. Two years from now, if we're sitting here going, "Fuck, we didn't take Caleb Williams because we wanted to give Justin Fields one more year." When the if you're if they do hire a new head coach. And you would expect that new head coach to just want to start over with a new quarterback and align everything, you know, correctly. Other than the the new GM, which we probably will not get, and I, I would not be for that. Pulls has done a great job, in my opinion. But you get a new head coach; he wants Caleb Williams. You give it to him; he does it. You you make it happen, because you can't sit here and two years from now. And what if what if we did pass on that? Then we trade up and we draft Arch Manning. Well, it, <laughs> okay, guys. Arch things. Manning couldn't beat out uh, when you were. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I wanted to go back to uh, what CJ was saying. 
Now, in your logic stream there, you were saying to take Caleb Williams with the number one, and then if he doesn't pan out for whatever reason, you could trade him for three first-round picks. Is, is that correct? Well, not saying that if he doesn't pan out, you don't end up – if you end up going with Justin, okay. then you, you trade him. You're not necessarily you're not panning out, but if you end up just saying Justin's our guy, but we still got – Caleb Williams, who hasn't played, he's not seen the field. You know, he's just been watching. So it's the, theoretically this trade would happen after training camp, more than likely maybe after the first season that you have him? Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's, there's one problem with that. As soon as Caleb Williams is drafted, his value is depreciated tenfold. So he's probably, he might not even garner one first-round pick at, at that point. You got to remember, guys, like we have the first round pick only because another team is bad. The Carolina Panthers are terrible. And we (laughs) lucked into a trade where, you know, Ryan Poles made the right deal, got the right picks, and everything's falling into our lap pretty much. We have the number one pick here. We don't need a quarterback. And having the number one pick and taking a quarterback is not mutually exclusive to one another. You You don't need to do that. Because you know, there's a lot of people saying, well, if you have the number one pick and Caleb Williams is available, you take him no matter what. Why? This team makes the playoffs. What are you saying to your coaching staff, your play, the other players outside of the quarterback, the quarterback himself, that, hey, we got to the playoffs, but you know what? You're, you're gone anyways. You would have to win three times as many games as you did last year. Three times. Let that sink in for a second. It's just, it's just nuts. I mean, it, it, to what you were saying, uh, Dan, there, if, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, we draft him, he becomes the MVP and wins the Super Bowl in his first year. I, I have to tell you that I have to go because Peter Pan and the Easter Bunny are knocking at my door for tea. That's the kind well, of no fantasy land quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl, so that would be Peter Pan knocking at your door for no, tea. No, they're not knocking at your door, Walt. <laughs> You know, you got to look at what you have here, too. Like, the highlight reel for Caleb Williams is really good, but it's a highlight reel. You got to go down. But you have to go back. I I, I spent up, I did a bender this weekend comparing highlight reels in college, and they're, they don't compare. You don't compare so highlight reels. That's why, that's why you don't compare highlight reels. That you, but if you're going to compare right highlight reels, you have to compare highlight reels. No, but you don't you compare, compare highlight reels. That's the you thing. You compare every offensive play the guys ran for one season or something like that, or six games, whatever. All right, fair enough. And I'm like, again, I'm just, I'm just bad, advocating. I'm putting up the argument for either or. I want, I want to know what you guys think. I'm not. For me, ultimately, the season is not over yet, so I, I'm not making any judgment on this, but. I will say that what I've looked at, the bender that I won on this past weekend, it kept me up until 3 o'clock in the morning watching Caleb Williams highlights, uh, does prove a, a a point to like maybe, maybe you could make an argument for that. I, I, I see the argument for Justin Fields. We clearly have seen him come back from this injury and play better. That's We all have agreed on that. And that's why for me it's like the next four games. Let's see what happens. And I don't, I don't even know what to say because I don't want to piss people off. But my my oh, current opinion, so especially you, PJ. Say what you think. I tried to hug you, PJ. I don't want to piss you off. I, I don't want to. I don't want to piss you off. 
It took well, it took a lot to give you a hug, my, my man. Well, well, well. Just one sit, I would have been done. Moving on. <laughs> and, and the way I was getting at it is that you notice with Bears fans, Bears media, we're looking at a lot of quarterbacks throughout the league, and just a different uh, difference in the way they're they're treated between one another. Fields right now has to play perfect, and even then, I don't think that's good enough for some people. Good point, Walt. Good Swifty's point. Swifty saying PJ for Prez. PJ wants you as president of the United States. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the other thing you guys got to keep in mind. It wasn't just after his injury that Fields started playing better. Denver game, as well as at Washington the game, he played great. So this whole year, I've seen marked improvement. Marked improvement for what Fields has been doing. And then after his uh, injury, seemed like he's even done even more. But I was impressed with the Washington and Denver games. Mm -hmm. So, again. Especially to your point, when you compare last season with a lot of rushing stats to this season with a much yes. better passing stats. Yeah, much better, much better. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think he's improved. That's what I'm saying. I see an upward trajectory to where I'm not trying to give up on that. And then you put in the intangibles, the leadership, the hard working. These things all encompass a good quarterback. So. I'm not trying – I don't know what you have in Caleb Williams or Drake May. I don't know what type of personality that they have. I don't know what type of work ethic they have. And if you look – if you to a man, if you was to talk to those players in that locker room, I, back, I bet every one of them would back fields. When I hear other players from other teams talk about how they worried about fields and fields being that guy. So if other players are saying that, his teammate is backing him. I mean, you can't just disqualify that just for this shiny new toy. You got to look at, hey, maybe I got something here. Let me build up around him. Let me build up this offensive line. Let me build up this defensive line. Let me get him some more weapons to where we can have a, a, a second tight end who actually gets targets as opposed to Tunyon, who only has, what, five catches on the year. Give me a second, a, a second tight end somewhere where he can actually be a playmaker. So you have these things built up around him to where, to your point, Shorty, if Caleb Williams be the guy to where he's a superstar somewhere else, you be a superstar somewhere else, but we got a team now that's going to be in the Super Bowl in spite of our quarterback if our quarterback ain't the guy because he, we have everybody else around him, and then we can go get a quarterback who or just – Bring up Tyson Bacon if that be the case. I mean, because you don't need to have a superstar to be a superstar quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Because Tom Brady wasn't Tom Brady up until maybe, what, his 11th year? That's when he actually started controlling the games up until then. The defense was winning those Super Bowls for him. He wasn't. There's also a case to be made for, you know, uh, let's just say Patrick Mahomes. Is he, is he Bears-proof? You know, in other words, would he have been that good on the Bears had they drafted him instead of they just stayed at three and took Mahomes? No, but this coaching staff—I mean, that's a part of it. Well, 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 is there is there a player that can that is generational enough that can overturn whatever the coaching staff is doing and they make the team better because of just their greatness? 
Aaron Rodgers. What if we pa- okay? So what if we passed up on Williams and he became the next Aaron Rodgers? And how many Super Bowls does Aaron Rodgers have? <laughs> you just said it yourself, though. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers? Type I would rather have a great team? team. That's what I'm saying. I want a great team. Build up my great team, then I can win with whatever quarterback you give it. I'll win with Trent Dilfer. Give me a great team. <laughs> I got to agree, Mister Mayhem. Here, he's asking. He's always saying that the you know the Bears drafting a quarterback in the first round would be a waste of a pick. Yeah, it definitely would be. Absolutely, absolutely. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree right. wholeheartedly. It's not you. You want every. We keep talking about talent. We keep talking about oh, we we need talent, 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 talent. Well, we still need talent at the one position. That matters most. And obviously, you can see during during this season, you almost need two because you lose one and automatically you got you got to go to a left. Jake Brown has been a great revelation for the Bengals. And all he's done is just chilled out and done nothing. We talk about having talent. And while I agree. When you have you 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 depreciate greatly, your 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 value depreciates greatly, but you still got value. It's true, but then again, the value is nowhere near what it was. Back position. Carson Wentz was a dud, and we all knew that Carson Wentz was a, but he garnered two first round picks after winning the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz. He after going to the Super Bowl, I won't say. Oh. Carson wins. Yeah. That's because he was MVP. He got MVP quality. But he but okay, but we he still had value after he won, he got to the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is he, he having talent, having talent at all positions is important, regardless on where we get the talent from. Yes, I understand. I understand completely that you don't want to you don't you don't want to quote unquote waste talent, but I don't think drafting a quarterback, a high value quarterback at that, is wasting talent or a waste of a pick when you need when you always every team always needs a quarterback. They don't always need a left tackle or they don't always need a, a, a defensive end, but every team needs a quarterback. Then there's 32 quarterbacks. You mean to tell me that you wouldn't take a chance at a guy that you, that, you know, that college has, you know, for almost two years, you wouldn't take your shot at the guy that college has ranked as the best guy for two years straight. That's, 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 that's Jake Daniels was better than everyone this year. They technically won the Heisman. That's the lie. That's the lie. Don't, don't, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. I, I like Jaden Daniels. He's he. I hope he pans out to be a great quarterback prospect. But the way here's the thing too. I mean, Caleb Williams wasn't even contention. Number five was the quarterback out of Florida State. Hey, yes, he won the Heisman last year, but this year, you know, you're only as good as your last game. Always say, I'm you know? always, yeah. Any quarterback that wins the year before. And coming back, I feel like they have an insurance policy and have been told to save their body because they know where they're going next. Like Jadavian Clowney, like I, I believe that he, you know, he's those breaks have been pumped 
because he's a top five five pick hands down and he's put on the brakes since whenever you know whenever whenever uh i could be wrong i'm probably being 90 percent facetious but i can't believe he's had the gas turned on the entire the entire season especially with the talent that's the talent that's around him Okay. Well, let, let, let's let's stay with that logic right there. You know. No, say and Mark. No, off. to answer your question, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. Let, let's say he has turned off the gas this year because of either it's. Like, I, let's say he has turned off the gas this year. Either he's, um, you know, he knows he's going to the NFL. He doesn't want to waste his body, or whatever the reason is, he, he's done it. He's not playing at 100. percent What makes you think he's not going to do it in the NFL for his own team? I don't. I don't want that on my team. If if you're not giving 110 percent every game, no matter, even if you're down, you know, in a 17 game season, you're 0 16, and the last game doesn't matter. Who gives a That's, shit if you win or lose, and you're playing like crap? Not to dismiss your point, we're talking about professional football. Yeah, we're not. I'm we're not talking about. about I'm not talking. Yeah, no, but I'm not. I'm saying though, we're talking about a guy who's got, you know, who's got millions of you know, millions of dollars on the line, you know, and saving his body for an NFL draft and a professional career versus, you know, playing a few games and making it to a bowl game. And he's already been to the mountaintop, you know, the, the pinnacle last year with the Heisman. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the same guy who extrapolate that? I who talked about maybe not coming out this year. I mean, so risking his body for another year. I'm not. That's, I, I, I never heard him say that. I've heard his daddy say that, but I've yeah, never heard him specifically say that. That's true, Siege. I mean, PJ. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is a bad quarterback. That's not the case. He looks pretty good, you know, but he's just a smaller version of Justin Fields, which you already have. And who's to say his leadership quality is, you know, even halfway to where Fields is right now? You know, knock Fields for holding the ball or taking a sack or whatever, whatever. He leads that team from hell or high water. I don't think Caleb Williams can do that. I mean, I have yeah, no problem. I, with, I, let you me. Know. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I wanted. Okay. I wanted you to finish. I, I apologize. No, I know people were ragging on him for when he jumped into the stands, was crying with his mom, and all that. You know, like it's 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 fine to be emotional, but there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, he hasn't shown me that he's a, he's a leader on the field. You know, I, I've seen him in his Wendy's commercials, and he can he can definitely read a teleprompter. I know that about him. But yeah, we we've been on this for like an hour, man. Okay, forty five minutes at least. I I was thinking we'd switch gears, man, and start talking about this Cleveland game and some of the matchups. Yeah, let's talk about that, Foster. Uh, you know, like I said, the the team as a team is is growing together young coaching staff, young team. I like the progress I'm seeing here, especially the last six, five, six weeks. Um, Cleveland's got some real problems though, man. Uh, I gotta see if I can find this list because they're, they're, they're without a bunch of key players this week, offensively and defensively. So like, like, and I say this all the time, man, I, the, the bears need to come out and they need to, to smack Flacco in the face and, and put some pressure on him immediately. Because you, you've seen what he's done the last two weeks with Cleveland. I don't know if anybody's paying attention to it. Um, last week, he did real good. The week before, he had some ups and downs. But he's been able to guide this offense to a couple winning games. 
and uh, we need to we need to get on that. Some a player two that everybody misses on this offense that nobody talks about. Just I just finally heard something about him today is their tight end Najoku, because that's like Flacco's security blanket. So we got to take the run game away. They've got some issues on that offensive line. Uh, put some pressure on Flacco and make sure we cover Najoko up because that guy is just he. He's he's one of my favorites actually as far as a tight end. If you ask me who you I wanted as a tight end on the Bears with Komet, I would say give me Kittle or Najoko. People half the people around don't even know who he is. But go watch go watch the guy play. Um, he's good at everything on the field. So what you you're saying what, what you're saying is that you love the Bears tight ends. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, anyways. <laughs> so anyways i mean that's that's the key to stopping that offense i believe uh i think they're big receiver and i had see i had a couple i had a couple few of these cleveland guys on my fantasy team and i like the numbers i was getting out of them but but they're they're even even their uh what's his name man he's Cooper. injured right now i don't even know if he's gonna play oh. yep the other thing i I wanted to talk up uh, ask you guys about because and this is i'm just talking sticking to the offense right here with cleveland is uh now, Flacco's not – he's on the practice squad. They've been bringing him up every week. Uh, but there's talk. People have been asking all day, man, is Flacco starting for sure? Because we know the guy's a statue. He's 38 years old, man. And if he's sitting back there in the pocket with, with an offensive line, anything near of what we've seen here the last year and a half, Flacco's going to be – he's going to be in an ambulance, buddy, second quarter in that game. So – there's some talk around that I'm not sure that nobody's got a con- confirmation and we probably won't even know till game time. That they're going to sign him off the practice squad? No, that 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 and DTR starting the game because there was talk of it earlier in the week and I just dismissed it, but it has not come up in any of the, the press conferences for the Cleveland's head, Cleveland's head coach. So that that's, you know, another question. And then I'll jump to the D real quick, and you guys tell me both sides of the ball what you think, because I think we can stop them offensively. The problem is going to be defensively. The defense is – I know it's ranked number one, but fortunately they're they're missing their best pass rusher, and there's three guys they're missing off of that defense. I, I got a list on Twitter. It's a list of did not participate guys, but that doesn't mean they're not going to play this weekend. I understand that, but but three of those guys are on the injured reserve. They're not going to play the rest of the year. Go back and look at it. So, anyways, um, to 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 straighten out this defense in our favor, man, we we're going to need to run the ball. Uh, we're going to need to run the ball inside. We're going to need to do quick some quick passes, speech. How about like a slant, quick a quick curl? I'm not going to say the guy's name. Uh, Maybe even a screen in at the right timing, but also throw a damn deep ball three times each half. And I don't want to see it on like third and twelve. Do it on a second and five or less. Sometimes some somewhere where it's manageable, where you you know, I just that's the other thing we always talk about with Getsy, man, the offensive play calling, spacing. We don't understand why he calls certain plays when he does. I mean, you know, so so those are the things that the Bears need to grow on. But I don't know what. What do you guys? How do you guys think our offense and deep? What do we need to do to win this game? What do we need to do? 
Anybody answer that question? You mentioned it a lot. I think you're going to have to, I think what they really have to do is going to have to define the role uh, for the run game, AKA start Foreman, give Foreman lots of carries and then let Herbert spell Foreman is what, what I mean. Uh, I think they're going to really, they should, in my opinion, um, as far as the offense goes, the, go ahead and just define define the run game with Foreman. Let him pound and pound, and then you know you know come with the juice if he's got some uh, with Herbert. Um, maybe you can find some 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 space for Mooney. I know he's getting frustrated. I know you can you can kind of see it. You can see it in the routes. Um, you hope that you can find a rhythm with him as well. Um, as far as defensive goes, as long as ninety-five is still out there, um, you got a you got a problem. And I know he may not be at a hundred percent, but uh, I know he's gonna be a he's gonna be a terror on one of those tackles. So I would probably that would that's that's where I'm at. A lot of the defensive backs are are still decent. They still play as a unit. Um, in Cleveland, even though they've had the up and down offense with the quarterback play, they they still have you know the defense has still maintained uh, maintained that team. And I I don't know if the Bears are going to put up a lot of points. Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, I think Jerome Ford doesn't break one. What just happened there? It's like a major pause. Did what? You believe what? Jerome Ford breaking up, breaking one. Yeah. Oh, I believe as long as as long as Jerome Ford doesn't as long as Jerome Ford doesn't doesn't take off for a long one, I think he'll he'll be just he'll be just fine. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slog. This game is gonna be a slog. A uh, lot of running, lot of lot of long, lot of long clock. Uh, a lot of running clock, so they're gonna get it. They're gonna get this one on TV and off TV as quickly as possible. Okay, PJ, what are you eating over there? I was chewing some gum. Chewing some gum over there? Sorry. Yeah. Looks like looks like you're eating a gummy bear. <laughs> 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 I was. I do, I do have a root beer float, though. Sure, you put. You had that list up there. I don't know if I could see all of it, but so who's out for the rest of the season? Okanoru's out for the season. He's out for the season. So is Delphi. Where's the other guy? Grant Delpit. He's out for the season. There's like four of them, and these guys are starters, dude. So, I, I know a bunch of them are gonna play, but they're missing. Yeah, they're, like they're, they're not even on this list guys. because they're on IR. Yeah, this is just so, like the injury report of players right, that right. could play or right, not. Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just. This started last week. They started players started dropping. I'm just going over Google, and it starts with last week. I can't even. I don't even want it, man. There's so many just so a week ago, Brown's injured reserve. Full list of who could return for the playoff play. So that's you know, 
I'm just saying, I think if I'm not mistaken, they've they've had four key players hit the hit hit the injury list, which means they're out for four weeks. They might be back for the last game in the last two weeks. And I, I want to say it's five, but I don't have that in front of me. I've got the names of two of them right here. And then it says that there's two more on the other article, but I didn't go into it. So again, this this is a time though that that the Bears being the weaker team, as we're we're gonna I'll call them, can take advantage of this. Hundred percent. So, I, I again, you know, uh, I brought up a bunch of points, and and CJ, I like what you're saying too, man. Pound that ball, get uh, Foreman in there going, man. We can soften up that defense, some play fakes, some slants, some quick stuff on the passing game, and then we find that opportunity. Two or three times a half, I'd like to see a deep ball thrown. And crap, we've got the best, we've got the the, the best deep ball passer in the league. There, there's a, there's another thing that that's kind of the talk of that's kind of died down. Nobody's been saying anything about that because we haven't been doing enough of it. So I, I just think our offense really has a chance of taking advantage of of the defense and vice versa. Our, our defense can step up. It sucks and Gakwe's gone, I think, because they might've just got some good chemistry going over there after the last three or four weeks, the same guys rotating together, playing in the same position because that's been a problem with both lines for two years is, is who's lining up where and, and who's, who's a, an average or above player that's going to help us. And where are we lacking? It's, it's, it's just been a growth it's been growth. These, these young guys that pulls a pick, I remember stuff coming out. Yeah, but Pickens is this. He's not going to be able to do that. And Dexter, oh, he gets a little more praise than he deserves. But now we're starting to see. And, again, they're rookies. They've played 13 games, man. So, hopefully, it's it's still on the up. And and we take advantage of it and, and win this game. I, something keeps telling me in my head the Bears are going to win by 12, man. And it's like 28 to 16. I swear to God. This, this shit's flashing in my head. It doesn't mean nothing, but it won't surprise me if they do. Play. What, Pete? I didn't say anything. That wasn't me. You guys ever have a dream about a game, about a, a like a, a a play in a game, and it happens the next day? I have that happen all the time. A couple of years ago, I had a dream about DHC picking off a ball to win the game. Never got to fuck out of here foster you're out of here and uh woke up the next day dhc won the game to pick off the interception to win the game so i'm just wondering if, if that's ever happened to you not you foster <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because you had your dream and it happened that's one that's one there's always a first there's always a first for everything man we know that true yeah. you know my, my biggest fear is with uh, with the way Jetsy chooses to run fields, like on power or up the middle, he takes too many hits that way. I'm of the belief he either runs when he's scrambling or outside run only. Other than that, because a couple of those hits in that Detroit game, like I told you guys earlier, uh, in another in the other show, I was I was afraid he was going to be out for the game. I mean, especially when that number 55 hit him, when he went up to call himself going up the middle. I'm like, this, he almost got decapitated. So we need to, Getsy need to do a better job. Say, hey, 
if I'm going to run this guy, I'm going to only run him on certain plays and only, only on certain plays because, yeah, we need him for the long haul because I've seen someone in this chat earlier say that we can count on fields missing four to six games a year. Yeah, you run plays like that, yeah, you will be having him missing some games. I'm of the belief design runs, I would feel I would probably have I would feel I would have fields of maybe run no more on design runs about four or five times a game on design runs. The other, like I said, the other ones, the pocket breakdown, you take off, go for it. But design runs, no, sir, because I because I like fields so much. I want him to be that guy, and I want wait, him to wait, be wait, the, wait, to be the wait, 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 wait. Replace the word "like" with "love." Go ahead, finish. finish. You okay. want to have his babies? No, I, I, I have a true confession. You, are, you guys heard it here first. I am Justin Fields' father. <laughs> this, can't, this can't be good, man. Show <laughs> will be off the air next week. Just for that. Yeah. DJ, your paper, your lawsuit, it's on the way. We're we done. We could have easily guessed it. DJ. It was good seeing you, CJ. I, I, I don't know if we'll ever be able to do the show again after that comment. We can come you. on after the season's over and, and see where we're at right after the draft. Oh yeah, I just thought I I, I I thought I let you guys know first that you know I am. Yeah, like I said, we knew. <laughs> it's been obvious. Yeah. Rough, rough night. For those Sorry, of you who just did. listening, I am joking. For those of you who can't figure, I, I I'm not his father. No. He just or am I? By the way, do you guys remember that scene DJ, from the your condom too? I want to ask you guys, this is a Mandela effect uh, theory. I want to ask you guys if you remember that scene from Star Wars as being, does Darth Vader say, Luke, I am your father, or does he say, no, I am your father? Go. I just saw it the other day. Fuck you, Siri. I didn't say ask Siri. My phone's talking to me. Get out of here. What did you say? Well, I'm just I'm. I, let me look that up right now. Blah blah blah. I'm like, what are you talking about, bitch? I didn't ask you. I asked you. Dude, that that was like 40, 50 years ago when I saw the damn thing. And it's, does he say Luke? Luke I, I am, am your father, father, or does he say no? I am I am your father. I'm guessing. I think he says Luke. You would be true, part true, of the. Professor. I've never seen it. <laughs> nice, yeah. CJ. Two more firsts. Nice. PJ, PJ is Field's father, and CJ's never seen Star Wars. How, and Zach says, fuck you, Star Wars. Fuck Star Wars, Zach Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> so, Foster, what do you think? Luke. I am your father, or does he say no? I am. I am your father. Well, I, I said it. I said Luke. I am your father. You're both wrong. He says no. no. I am your father. Well, I know they was in the middle of a conversation, so that's what made me hesitate to say because if you if I'm already talking to you like now, I wouldn't stop and say, "Shorty." So to say, Luke, I am your father, in the middle of a conversation. That that wouldn't that wouldn't jive well because like I said, Lucas 
hanging on this thing and Darth Vader standing there. So they're talking and it'll be hard for him to announce, Luke, I am your father when I'm already talking to you. I, I agree. Pulled, but I should have pulled PJ like seven seconds ago, man. That's why you guys are all now a part of the Mandela effect. Because I remember it the same way. Luke, I'm because why would he say no? I am your father. They weren't talking about him being his father. He was hanging so, on that thing, and there and he and he was like somebody was like, No, I am your father. So he says, No, I am your father. Correct. Because there was a comedy skit, if I remember correctly. That actually said, Luke, I am your father, imitating Darth Vader. That's where I think that came from. It Could was be. a comedy skit that said that. Could yeah, be. Yeah, PJ, twisted however you want, man. Hey. You heard it wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> have you ever heard of this of the Mandela effect, CJ? I have. Yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, back in the day. Um, Gosh. Oh, I know of one and I can't think of it the right Berenstein now. Bears? No, it, it was it was a different show. Um I'll, I'll it'll come to me, but yeah, I, I there is one though. Um there's one oh, on Nickelodeon uh, that, that that got me for a while that I was not prepared for, but I can't recall offhand. Because there's a movie that was, it's a genie movie done by um, uh, Shaq. It's called Kazam. And then, like, two years before that, there was a genie movie done by um, Sinbad. Sinbad called Shazam. But Shazam's, yeah. I mean, Sinbad said he never did that movie. He did say he never did that movie. But people have that, people have a, they've shown you on YouTube the actual VHS and they put it in and they play it. Yep. It's a real movie. So yeah. what in the fuck is going on with that? That falls into the the uh, Mandela effect. Well, that's just you know creative editing. I mean, whether or not a person wants to sit there and I mean, because I seen I seen I seen I was watching that on YouTube the other day. They showed that you know uh, they showed a skit or a skit of Sinbad dressed up in a genie outfit yeah. being Shazam. So. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the thing is, like I said, it was on uh, Def Comedy Jam. I don't know if you guys ever remember watching oh, yeah. that. Oh, Love that. Uh, there was a guy who did a skit on there talking about Star Wars, and he said, Luke, I am your father. That's where that comes from. Okay. So as opposed to the real thing being, no, I am your father. That's that's why, you know, it's assumed sure. that he says Luke. Sure, there's all sorts of innu innuendos like that that happen over the course of time that change the way that we think about things, right? Yes, indeed. What's interesting about that Shazam movie, though, is there are uh, like five instances of five different Mandela effects that they show in the movie, which is really weird in one clip. It was one of the Mandela effects is that the Monopoly guy, uh, he he everyone remembers him as, ha as having a spectacle on his eye. Right. And if you look at the Monopoly guy now, there's no spectacle. But in that movie, they showed the Monopoly game, and you can see the spectacle on the guy's eye. And then right. later on, or in the same scene, they show a book that has the Berenstein Bears. Mm -hmm. Berenstein spelled S-T-E-I-N. Mm -hmm. When now it's, if you look it up, it's Stain, S-T-A-I-N. And then they pan into like a scene with the two kids, and in the background, 
there's a, a a newspaper on the ground that says Man, Nelson Mandela dies in 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 prison in, in 1968. And that's where the Mandela effect came from is because a lot of people, including my mother and myself, remember him dying in prison in the 60s. But he really got out in the 80s and lived, you know, into his 80s. Right, so right. that it's it's crazy that that movie that Sinbad himself admits that never happened. You can see all of these scenes and these different Mandela effects in the movie. That And, and I think that's the thing that people f fail to take into account that, you know, advertisers and companies change certain logos on their things that they do. Correct. Because... You guys remember the uh, syrup, Aunt Jemima? Yes. She used to have a uh, scarf on her head. That's part of the, the Mandela effect, yes. Yeah, she used to have a scarf on her head when I was a kid. Yes. Then as I got older, she now have her hair uh, pressed or curled, something right. like that, to where it's yeah. like, wait a minute. Because when I first seen that, I'm like, wait a minute. Because I've we used to never seen jokes. that. You've never seen that? Really? Because so I, how, I, I, how do you remember Aunt Jemima then? With the scarf, right? Yeah, a red scarf. As a matter of fact, it was a red scarf because we used to tell jokes. I've seen Aunt Jemima with the scarf on her hair. Yes. Yeah, her hair is pressed now. If Look you, it up if right you, now. It yeah. doesn't exist. It's no longer there. That's no, what I'm saying. So, I get that there. Some of it might have been rewriting history to not, you know, to change narrative. You know, Steen might come right? off as Jewish, and yeah. Like, but there's other ones like Fruit Loops. Oh, maybe, maybe that could come off as like. Um, anti-semitic or whatever as far as my neighbor yeah fruit how do you how do you remember fruit loops being spelled f-o-f-r-o-o-t or f-r-u-i-t f-o-f-r-o-o-t yep but no it's spelled fruit yeah yeah now it is now it is yeah because they used to have the they used to have the loops as the uh two o's for fruit that was the point of it yeah that's what i'm saying oh my god we're all part of the mandela effect Zach says there's no more ancient Jemima. Jemima. What? There's not. It's it's there something mill pearl. Yeah, Pearl Mill Company. Yep, it's absolutely completely gone. Oh God, really? Wow. Did you guys? Did you guys so did is you guys Uncle Ben. Did you guys find expensive? I just bought some under Uncle Ben's rice. <laughs> they got Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's yeah. still around. Yeah, but uh, come on now. They, they is Uncle Ben on the picture Jemima. still? What's well, up, I heard Reggie? Uncle B and then Aunt Jemima had a relationship. <laughs> I want to know, PJ, I want to know what they spawned. Uh, dang, what was it? Fruit Loops. <laughs> no, not Fruit It was... Baby, baby, baby something. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was yeah, a joke yeah, growing yeah. up. Though. It was ba it was <laughs> he said his uncle ben, Benzino now. Stop it. Stop uncle it. Benzino? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> it's just called Ben's Rice now, PJ. Ben's Rice. Okay, it's no longer yeah. Uncle Ben's. Okay. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Benzino. In, in shorty, because the, the, the Shazam movie you're talking about, I think it's been debunked a couple times over. 
And that, that video cassette that everyone keeps posting is a fan-made cassette online. They just took the Kazam movie that Shaq did. And no, no, it. no, 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 my young friend. I could agree why you would think that, but I have seen the fucking movie with my own eyes. I remember. Yeah. I, remember I was alive made... in 94 when supposedly this movie came out. So You were like three, though. <laughs> No, like, 94 my sister my sister was six in 93 or i was six in 93 so i was seven okay so therefore you had like listen like i was what was that and that was like the mid 90s i remember watching shazam and then like two years later kazam came came out and we were like we we're all like why the fuck are they remaking this with Shaq? <laughs> oh I, okay, I, guess, I guess everyone else is wrong then I, I i actually remember seeing parts of it too me too yeah yeah, the whole the whole movie was based on like I watched his, it with my kids. Man. The kids' parents were like getting divorced <laughs> or something, and they were they were using the the genie to try to get their parents back together. That was the basis yeah. of the movie. So Maybe what what is weird? Has, has, like, the, has the actual actor Sinbad said it didn't exist? That's Maybe. that. Yes, that's what we that's said. Weird. That's, that's what weird. Even more no, weird. That is weird. We can, rem that, we can remember it. So insanely so, crazy. So if the, if the actor is saying that the person actually playing the movie is saying it never happened, unless he's being paid off by some tyrannical shadow government. But if if we all have memories of the movie, I just explained the movie to you. How can we? How can that be false? You can Talk the movie. Are we done talking football? <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I can't think of even why we're talking about this shit. But you can, you could, you could play and play memories into people's brains. They've done books. It's, it's out there. It's science. Sure, you don't fair enough. Look it up. Moving on, back to Bears talk. Yeah. Before all of us have better, the same memory, they plant better memories in my fucking brain, Dan. Yeah, thank you. What were you going to say, PJ? I said for us all to have the same memory. Uh, I could understand one person having false memories, but for us all, I mean, as a matter of fact, when I was just watching it on YouTube the other day. They showed a scene from the movie right. of him him being dressed up as yes. as Sinbad. Uh, you know, yes. he was Sinbad being dressed up as a uh, genie. Yes. So I seen the movie, and they showed a picture of the Loch Ness monster too. But it doesn't make it real. Oh, we're talking about yeah, movies. You are, you are the you're out of here, Walt. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> Mark Mark Kazek has a question. I think we need to answer it. When did BCP become Siskel and Ebert? <laughs> I figure, I, I figure, if Aldo and uh, Dan Aguirre could talk about movies for a, a half an hour, we could talk about a movie for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> I agree. Yes, we're not Dan and Aldo. I know. If we're going to talk about anything, damn it, it's going to be food. Remember? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Fruit Loops is food. That's part of the Mandela effect. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. No, Zach, they're saying that it's always been spelled F-R-U-I-T, loops. No, it wasn't. And it is that currently, but if you go back in time to the 80s, when you were eating Fruit Loops, it was F-R-O-O-T-L-O-O-P-S. Because of the, yep. like you said, the loops. Yep, that's what it was. It's, you know, what you know, here's my theory. It's the Hadron Collider's. It's not, it's not just one. There's like it's 20 like, of them. There's there's more than one. They're like they're making they're like uh, slamming protons and neutrons and all kinds of particles together to create big bangs. They're, they're, they're making multi multiple multiple universes in this in this world that we live in. And since then, that's what's caused the uh, again, 
CJ, you may not know this, but I love to pontificate. So that, that's just my, my pontification of this. It's the Hadron Colliders that are causing this Mandela effect. Let's, let's start a, a petition to get rid of the Hadron Colliders. <laughs> what you talking about, Chuck? I'm not talking what you about talking about, Willie? Let's get back yeah. to the Bears. Man. So, what are our thoughts as far as our winning percentage for this week? Winning percentage? I think we have a good percentage. It's either going to be zero or a thousand. We 75% chance of a win this week. Oh, okay, that. I will say this. Well, let me let me point out. I just can't say a winning percentage without stating my 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 position. My position is we must protect fields. Being two wide receiver, I mean two tight ends, tight end fullback. So we need to have something, not that empty sets. If we go empty sets, we're going to get blown out. If if we can't protect him, about that. he's he's not going to do that. We've been talking about that for eight months. We're, three we're months. talking about Getsy, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Getsy's not going to go too tight end under center. He's just not going to do it. Well, he he did it at times last week against uh, Detroit. That's what I'm saying. So there's a there's a possibility. That's what I'm saying. Depends on which way he want to go. If he's smart enough to follow up like like he did with Detroit last week. Because Detroit was rushing five people a lot last week. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but yeah, they were rushing a lot, five people a lot. So if we have that two tight end sets or tight end and a fullback or a running back, there we can have enough protection and then be able to get the ball, and I think we'll win. But if we go with more empty sets, I think we're going to set ourselves up for failure. Hopefully we don't end up with a Vikings uh, play call. You know, no that's all, all, that's all horizontal throws, no, no, no down the field throws. That's that is the nightmare. Do we? Do we? Are you guys still there? Okay. Do we lose him? <laughs> uh, yeah. He no, he's Okay. So we saw a growth today. We we saw get see some response. Yeah, your connection is really bad. Fourth and one play call. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm in laughing, the toilet. I'm laughing at the Oracle because I can't understand Hello? what TJ's saying. Reggie <laughs> Oracle says, I expect three straight quarterback sweeps and four straight wide receiver screens by halftime. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. PJ's, PJ's dying over there already. He's like, just, oh my God. I'm telling you, man. I mean, I think. I think if Getsy can get out of his own way, we can finish yeah. this year undefeated. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, finish out the season with all wins. But I think that's the biggest holdup right now because everything else has improved. 
the players has improved, the defense has improved, even the defensive callers has improved. At times, Getsy has, but then there's times where on that fourth and one last week where he want to pitch it out to GJ as opposed to running something more simpler. Come on, man. Come on. Or in that on that third down in, in the red zone, we decide to do a rollout instead of, hey, you've been running the ball successfully downfield. Now you want to do a rollout. Sometimes every now and then he has a brain fart and mess up, mess up the flow. So that's what I'm saying. I, I believe we can win. But it depends on Getty doing the right thing. And that's what I'm worried about, whether or not he can consistently do the right thing. God, please. I, I, I'm I'm right there get with out you. Out of his own way, get rid of the ego and, and play call stuff that works that that feels he's comfortable work with and play some better situational football. I know we use that term all the time, but it's it's really yeah. a must there, man. I I I I alluded to it before when I said, yeah, I'd like to see a deep shot, just not on third and 15 when they're looking deep to begin with. Second right. and five or less, take a shot. Take a shot. Man. Third and four ain't so bad, but fourth and 18, you, you can't even think about it. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it is. But uh, I, I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping the last couple weeks that as a team, Flus and Getsy have sat down and learned something because Blues got involved in the play calling, was it, in Minnesota. In Minnesota, there's a clip of him going over and telling Blues something and pointing to the board. And and we're 99% sure that he basically called a play that didn't work. So, and that was Blues. Well, he's not a he, he's not an offensive guy. He's not an offensive guy, but when he's digging into it like that, that that's one thing that would make me worry if he's got to walk over there and stick his nose in it other than to say, hey, man, uh, let's play to Justin's strengths here and run the ball. So those are our strengths. Outside of the Washington and first half of the Denver game, I have seen our play calls have a sense of no flow to it. There's no rhythm to it. It seemed like it's herky-jerky. Uh, it's kind of remind me of our previous coach where it's like, let me call this play to see if it works as opposed to let me run this play to set up the next play, and then to set up the next play, yeah. then I can come back to this play. It's, there's no flow to it, and that was really hurting, I think, a lot of our offensive progress because it, on those scripted plays at the beginning of the game, we almost score every time. It's like we run those scripted plays, we almost score every first drive of the game. But after that, when he has to adjust and readjust, it's like, well, let's call this play. Hmm. I remember, yeah, let's call this play over here. And there's no flow to it. And it's like, come on, man. Just have a nice flowing. But if you go back to that Washington game, I'm telling you, there was a nice flow to that game. I wow. haven't seen it since. We saw it. No. It's we like he strips the first Justin played more Justin, and the offense was opened up. And, and that's those are the strengths, man, with yeah. running the ball. Ahead, yeah, it's it's like Getsy. Uh, they they get the first you know fifteen plays scripted, and then from there on out, he's like, "Well, I'll, we'll figure this out." <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it's like, any one of us could do a better job in Madden. It's like, dude, do you not do your homework enough to go? Okay, out of these first fifteen plays, if these are the ones, let's say these four right here are really working, 
I should have for each 15 plays that I have, I should have another seven plays that I can run off of those uh, 15 plays. Meaning that, okay, I got these 15 plays called. So for this first play, I'm going to have seven other plays that if this one works, I can also run things out of that same formation that'll look similar, but we'll be able to keep on with this flow. If you're not doing that, what what is part of your game plan that you're doing? Because that's the whole purpose of the 15 plays is to show, okay, or see what's working. Okay, this is working. All right, cool. Let me make a note of that because I can then run some plays off of what's working here. Oh, this one right here is not working. Okay, let me scratch that one because they didn't up that one so I can go to something else. But it's like those first 15 plays after he's done with that, now he's like scrambling. Okay, what can I come up with? Uh, hmm. I'm ready. He go. I'm ready to see the commercial. So, what can uh, what would Nagy do in this situation? Uh, let me use this one. I was waiting, man. Come on. I'm not even gonna get into that. That's I have zero thought. That's your job, Walt. Get on. Get your ass on that. Come on. Ah. Keep making up for your ass with that with the Nagys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who pulled him? Did he pull yourself? Oh, there no. you go. Oh. I didn't pull him. I did. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say maybe he's talking about Charles Nagy, the, the Cleveland starting pitcher. <laughs> or what? Well, there's another Nagy, right? Is he injured? <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. That's I have zero thought. Sometimes you wish you had his play calling back, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mo Beerman said the first 15 worked because that is all they really have time to practice week to week. <laughs> yes. Funny. Well, at least they're practicing because, man, I, I, the previous coach would install a play and never even practice it. <laughs> right. That's pretty brilliant, man, isn't it? I, I've never, I'll never forget. Do you guys remember that one block? I forget. I think it was against. Uh, I think it was against the Chargers, as a matter of fact, where there was a play called where the blocker lined in front of Bosa was supposed to not block him and block somebody else. So Bosa came right in the backfield and hit the uh, running back as soon as he got the ball. And I was like, what play call where you will not block a best team as a player on the <laughs> yeah. other team? I remember that. I'm like, where do you come from with this stuff? It's just anybody. But you're not going to block one of these guys on the line and let them through that quick. You're not. You're not going to give. You're not going to give them two seconds. No one blocked the guy. I was like, wow. And he drilled. He drilled the running back, uh, David Montgomery. I think it was just drilled him in the backfield. I'm like, wow. Whole lot of second guys. Raging Oracle just. I. I can't. Well, don't be surprised if we see the wishbone <laughs> offense versus the Browns. Raging, you have got to be from our era because who the fuck runs the wishbone anymore? I know that was our main offense in high school hey. for me. <laughs> hey. How about you, PJ? Did you, did you run the wishbone? He goes, like you said, awesome. in that time frame, who did? Exactly. Man. Quarterback runs out, pitches it out to the running back. It's like, oh yeah, boring. Hey, Oklahoma Sooners made famous doing that, didn't they? Yes, sir. Mark Mark Kazak is saying that we're boring the hell out of him because he has. To, we're making him tired. 
He has to go to bed. It works. You got to get up and go to work, too. Good night, Mark. Mark, you have a good night, man. It's always good seeing you, man. I appreciate you, truly. We love and appreciate you, Mark. A big-time supporter of BCP. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Unapologetic truth hopping in. Brown's going to lose. Yes, sir. Plank. Great to see you again, of course. Mark Kazak, night bro. Great to see you, Mark, as always. Looks like we lost CJ. Yeah, either he got bored with us too, or his internet just shit on him. Now his his internet is really bad now. Uh, It was it was kind of like Greg Gabriel's on the the Barham Network. Yes, yes. (laughs) We must have twenty twenty three. I just upgraded to. um, I'm gonna do a, a quick shameless plug here. Sign up for AT and T. Fiber optic service right now for $80 a month. You'll get a 1,000 gigabyte download speed for $80. Okay. I'm with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Set up to AT&T. Oh, shameless. 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 Hey, are, they, are you getting anything for that? Or was it I'm just- trying if you guys would not cut me off in the middle of a plug. Jeez. Oh. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's, oh, okay. In that, yeah. in that case, go ahead, man. Go ahead and give me a plug in. Yeah, AT&T, uh, fi- fiber optic network, set up now for $80 a month, 1,000 gigabyte download speed, AT&T. Let's go on. Move, moving on. Dick Richards. Dick, 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 Dick Richards. Oh, Richards. Okay. Richards. okay. Dick Richards. Don't make me have to play it for you again. Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. You may. It's Dr. Dick Richards, for fuck's sake. You know what? Every time, see, if you leave it just like that, man, we're good. You don't have to play the whole commercial. Just <laughs> okay. play that part right there, you're good. Fair enough. Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. You. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> what are they doing on that side of the screen, Walt? Well said, PJ. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, I mean, honestly, guys, take a look at how his face is looking when he's doing that. Though. Just take a real look at his eyes and how he's holding his hand. That's- Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. <laughs> I have just tried to avoid the entire thing after seeing it. <laughs> The story and everything that went prior to it that night, I've just tried to avoid it continuously. Just mad. Oh my goodness! I'm I'm glad you can finally laugh at that oh. this, with the same laughter that I have done for so many times, PJ. Thank you. I'm telling you, that, that that's a classic movie. I mean, hi, I'm Doctor Dick Richards. No, it's greetings, <laughs> greetings. Hold on, get it right. Greetings, I'm Doctor Dick Richards. Have you? <laughs> you actually paid money for that suit jacket? Huh? I did. I I bought it. Dude, I went down to like one of these, you know, southern stores down here. No, don't talk shit about the southern suit stores, man. That that's where everyone buys their suits for church down here. And I I bought a I bought the Ron Burgundy suit. I, I spent some money on it. It was for a Halloween party. So I have never worn that, you know, out uh, in public, by the way. It's always just been for either a Halloween party or that video. Greetings. 
I'm Dr. Dick Richards. <laughs> Good stuff. Where yeah, I was going to ask if they paid you to take it off their hands. Yeah, they might. Have. <laughs> Foster's, Foster's on a pee break. Okay. Gotcha, buddy. Oh, guys. Fun stuff tonight. Some good laughter. Apparently, CJ is gone for the night. Oh, here he is. So sorry, guys. My apologies for cutting out. CJ, your your connection was absolute crap. But you were a fantastic guest. Indeed. So. Yes. Just got to buy a new hamster, you know. Just get a new... Just get like a hamster 2.0 for your internet. It'll speed it up. But uh, excellent guest, as always, CJ. We we really appreciate you coming on tonight. Hang on, I was talking some bears. You you've got some great points. You know, I'm I'm as I've said, just to recap for the millionth time. I want to see the season play out before I make a judgment on fields. But if you go and look, oh, Spectrum, I get it. I get it. Spectrum. I get it, CJ. But if you go and just watch some tape, I was like, you know, I, what I, I like to do is when I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep, I just put on YouTube videos and try to like fall asleep till my phone drops on my chest and, you know, I, I go to bed. But don't don't go there, PJ. And then and then I come across the uh, CJ Williams video. I go down to look at a little bender and I think, well, and that's all I've been trying to present to you guys is I'm not out on fields. I love fields. I want fields to be the guy. That's why I can say nothing more than these next four games are critical for everyone on this team. Just so let me get this right. Coaching staff. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you mean to tell me laying in a bed with this beautiful wife of yours when you don't have nothing else to do we'd already had sex four times we I didn't say nothing to... about that man this is a hey let's keep it PG here well but we, I have nothing well no wait what you're saying is I should have been taking it back uh, with my wife but I already well, did let's, that let, 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 hey, hey 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 this is a PG show bro Keep it PG. So where are you talking? We got, we got. You got to learn, you gotta learn how to talk around things, man. Work with me. Okay, work I'm, with I'm following you. Go ahead. But I ain't got nothing else to do. So I decide to, to do what again? Oh, you lost me at that. What, what, what you say? You watch you YouTube do what? videos. Oh, watch YouTube videos. Yeah. And because. <laughs> I don't have the stamina of you for five times, PJ. Therefore, I'm watching YouTube videos. PG, brother. PG now. PG. Keep it PG. Well, what are you talking about? You brought up the anti-PG stuff. <laughs> Stop looking at that. <laughs> Get your ass back in here. You're not just going to bail on us like that. Okay. So, fair enough. I was laying in bed. After having a great time five times over, I won't say how. I could have been on a Ferris wheel for all you know. But I was watching YouTube videos. 
All right, yeah, that's better, man. Okay, that's better. That's better. <laughs> I just got done making out with my wife for the for the fifth time. Thank you, raging. <laughs> oh man, if it wasn't for your laugh, I wouldn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> And when you when you when you compare your or you contrast your laughter to just the look on Walter's face, like he, <laughs> like his dog just got run over by a car, and he's trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of here. <laughs> you know, you, you guys ever see that thing on YouTube where you're watching a YouTube and somebody's talking about something, and then they show a flash of that guy going, "What?" <laughs> that's what that's what I'd be waiting for Walt to say. <laughs> I know, but he never does. He just continues to go. <laughs> oh, you're awesome, Walt. By the way, you got you're doing a great job. I wanted to let you know that Walt, because you were at the game this past week, so I set up your thumbnails and stuff for your your Sunday night show. But uh, you know that's. I did that because I knew you were at the game. So please feel free to control that show all you, that you want, my friend. You guys are doing a great job on that. If as long as you want to continue to do that, I would love to see it. It gives me something to watch while I'm laying in bed next to my wife after having a great time. But I won't say how. I was having a great time in the backyard earlier. And, <laughs> and I'm watching you guys going, you guys are doing a fucking great job. And I'm proud of you guys. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, keep it up. More ways than one. Hey, uh, hey Cliff, man. I'm sorry. To hear take you some sick. Viagra or not, right, Walt? <laughs> I'm sorry to hear you sick, Cliff. I hope you feel better, buddy. Oh, f oh there you are, Cliff. Yeah, he said he was sick. Oh, so he bro. Was sleeping. Hope you feel better. Sorry to hear that you're sick. Wait, wait, what? 56 to 7 Raiders? Man. Are you kidding me? And the defensive tackle ran 50 yards in about 10 seconds. Damn, bro. Cliff, just the flu, PJ. Thanks. So what is the, so what do you mean like are you is it coming up both ends, bro? What are you What are you doing? Are you throwing okay, up? We don't need details, bro. You got the. No, I want to. I want to. I'm. 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 I'm concerned for my friend. Are you? Not okay, if you're bro? trying to figure out if it's coming out both ends, man. Stop. Hey, I wasn't. That's I, what you I, asked. I kept it PG. But you asked, does it? Is it coming out of both ends? Stop. It could be. It could mean your nose and your mouth. You could be sneezing and. And coughing and 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 watch blowing this up change the subject, y'all. Watch this change the subject. Hey, that that game's a blowout. <laughs> Fifty-six to seven for real. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we need the Raiders to win, guys. This is this is coming. To, this is kind of oh, wouldn't it be amazing? Why do we what, need the Raiders to I'm, win? I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. <sighs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting really nervous right now saying this, but if it came down to the Packers game and it was winner in, I don't even know. I, 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 I've been there and done that a thousand times over, 
and I mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. I the last time I would I would I was in that scenario was 2010 championship game. I literally laid in bed all day and meditated. I meditated for like six hours before that game and thought nothing about the outcome of that game so that I could be prepared for the loss. And then they lost. And I just went and something snapped in my brain and I just didn't give a shit about football for like a year because I was so sick of the Packers. If we lose the first game of the year and have a chance to go to the fucking playoffs and lose to the Packers in the last game of the year. So to to answer my question, Shorty, or to re-ask my question, why do we need the Raiders to lose? I mean, to win. It helps our chances of making the playoffs. Oh, oh okay, okay. Thank you. I, I I honestly didn't know. That's all I was wondering. Oh, because yes. because we lost to the Chargers and we beat the Raiders. Correct. So of these two teams, we need the Raiders to win tonight. Yeah. So a, oh, okay. an astounding blowout like that. And they just picked the ball off and got another touchdown. It's what sixty-three to uh, seven. Nobody's Don't, seeing that yet. Are you I, kidding me? No. Are you serious right now, uh, Foster? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Foster, is your internet? That, I'm still on a commercial. I'm on a commercial, and you mean to tell me you got you sick? As I looked over, oh, I saw God. the entire play. This dude. He's like this, 80 miles north of you, dude. What what are you? What I'm are you telling doing? you. But hold on though. If it's okay, 63 to 7. Man, that's on par with that. What what Miami beat Denver? 70 to what? 70 to what? Yeah. Miami beat Denver 70 to something. I forgot what it was. The only problem is neither one of them are 73 to nothing. <laughs> Zach, so this ain't count for shit. This ain't fucking fruit loops. <laughs> Jack, it's Fruit Loops tonight, man. Sorry. You might as well throw some Apple Jacks in, too, while you're at it. They still got the guy on the cart. They just now taking the guy off the off, off the field on the cart on my TV. More Bearman's saying seven to, uh, it was 70 to 10, yeah. Miami. Wow. Look like uh, the Raiders are going to cup. Oh, my gosh. I just seen it. Oh, man. Jeez. Damn. How? That's what two whole minutes later. Heidi, what's up, Heidi? Heidi, how are you doing tonight? Heidi, we are live every Monday and every Thursday. We're here every Thursday, Heidi. Dan Thanks and Dan for joining do us. their stuff on Monday. That's those guys. They don't even count anymore. We hope that you are well, sweetheart. You are a wonderful woman. We had a great time hanging out with you at Aldo's. You're, you're a sweetheart. And then to go back to uh, a category five, I'll say it for the 18th time. You're a trooper and uh, we wish you well, man. Thank you for, or woman. Thank you for joining us tonight. (laughs) Okay. I think it's just my internet. My internet just super slow. Because I'm just now seeing a comment from Heidi. Well, you've been talking about it for the last minute. The one that just said hello, just stop by to say hello. That kisses, for, kisses, everyone. I will tune in next time. That's her second one. Yeah, oh, okay. Second one, man. All right. I'm, okay. I, so that part, at least. How that much have you had a drink tonight, PJ? Jeez. You're still behind. Hey, too much chicken broth tonight, or what? What's going He's on? Really unhappy because he can't find any of his weapons. Oh. oh, that's right. It's his. It's his. Uh... 
It's his root beer float tonight's getting to his head. Oh, Too much sugar. James Ford is spelling it out. Raiders 63, Chargers 7. Dude, that's insane. It's close. That's about the same score I said. Does anyone think Staley will retain his job? Probably not. No, I'm going to tell you what. The Bears mascot is not going anywhere. He'll he'll remain. Right. right. I'm talking about Brendan. Oh, sorry. He, man. His, Chargers. His only hope is that, man, they've lost all their key players on offense. You know what I mean? His Bro. only hope. But Bro. His defense, the, the Chargers defense on paper Your is offense not, didn't give up not the worst points. in the league. Your yeah. offense gave up 14 in a row. Don't get me wrong. But you, you just gave up 14 in a row, but you didn't give up 63. Did Staley's gone? Oh, I remember thinking, goodness. Staley, screw all the other crap, man. But we're talking about the Raiders, though. Raiders not even a powerhouse team, and they put up 63 on you? Is the game over? They're, they're no. motivated in the it's third quarter. quarter. The Chargers have been shitting, shitting in their pants. What did they score last week? What did they score the week before? Is this going to be the NFL record? What was that? Against the uh, Patriots, they won uh, nine to uh, six, nine to three, or something. Six to nothing. Six. Six to six to zero. Yeah, yeah. So just gonna... now you're losing. Okay, it's in the fourth quarter now. Fourteen minutes and something to go. So sixty-three to seven. DJ, what are your keys to the Bears winning this week, man? Oh, you missed it. I did? Uh, yeah, uh, you was going to the bathroom. I said, yeah, got, I, I get, oh, I I'll give you the abbreviated version. The abbreviated uh, I'll tell you what, Foster, go back and rewatch the show. I give an abbreviated, I give him an abbreviated All right, version. Fine, man. I will. Max I'm protection. Right. Max protection, I think we'll win. Uh, if we go empty sets, we are in trouble of losing. I heard that part. That's about the only part I heard. Yeah. I think we need to do the two tight end sets, the the uh, twelve personnel type things. We can do that. I think we can win, but if not, problematic. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I want to have to repeat the whole thing over again, but that was a short version. Go back and rewatch the show, Foster. Gotcha. <laughs> did, did Walt? Did Walt? Did, did you? Did you say your keys to the game or no? No, not yet. I'm just thinking about how if we had Justin Fields against the Chargers, man, instead of that other quarterback, how we would have just sloshed him. Yeah, that, that was it means, fun. It means, it Thanks means for your nothing because we, we didn't have the guys around him, Walt. We didn't have the same guys playing around him. We didn't have sweat on the defense. It wasn't playing as good as it is now. Let him, let, let him give him his, give him his had, moment of. We had guys falling down on the up, offensive line. Let him finish. Him play. I'm just saying. I'm just fucking around. So, what do you and guys I'll think? Throw Matt, <laughs> what is Mac around. thinking right now? Wait, which Mac? Khalil, Khalil Mac. Mac. <laughs> Here's what he's thinking. Oh, because you're watching him on the bench. He's going, man. No, I'm just wondering because you know he's I thought I was going to be able to do something, but I think I'm done. I think I'm just going to leave all this crap behind, take my money, and go live on an island. That's what I. No, because you know he wanted out of uh, he wanted to get away from the Raiders so bad. Yeah. And now he's there and he's watching this other team that he's on getting totally 
dominated by the Raiders. I'm wondering, like, yeah, man. First off, Foster, you have to read the fine print of that uh, negotiation that you just signed today. It doesn't mean you can go live on a beach somewhere. No, you can't do that. It's read the fine print. Oh, go ahead, PJ. Finish what you were saying. No, I, I mean that's where I was at. I was just wondering what is he thinking. I mean, I wonder when teams get thoroughly trashed by their former team. What they're at, at that time, and just wondering what's going through their mind. Like, man, I should have stayed over. When a, wait, when a player leaves a team and then gets trashed by that team, yeah, you're wondering what he's thinking. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll ask. You could ask a, a bunch of Bears players that question. <laughs> we could ask uh, Eric Krimmer that when he comes on next. He might have some of yeah. those experiences, right? Yeah, yeah. Save that question, Foster. That's a good question. I've never. That's if you get a chance to ask. No, Foster. Uh, he doesn't shut the fuck up, so he'll definitely get that question in. <laughs> Hey, did you guys notice? I'm going to forget it anyway. When I told CJ I had one question, I literally had only one question. You guys, did you guys get that? I know, but it's like so hard to believe you now. It's so hard to believe you. It took 17 minutes for that all to incur. I timed it. (laughs) You guys are awesome. You can talk about me behind my back, Foster. Don't talk about me to my face. Uh, real though, Foster. I mean, the Browns game. That was the best ones I've heard yet. <laughs> that was good, dude. That was good. I, I didn't see that one coming at all, man. It's so that's so likely to be backwards. For those of you in audio stream, he pulled Foster and then said that. <laughs> well, go wild. I want to hear what you were saying, man, because you just were leading into something. Oh no, I was just gonna say that. You know, you got to keep fields upright. First off, I mean, yep. I think the Miles Garrett puzzle has been solved by the Rams, and you know that game and even last week it really wasn't a factor in. It was a one tackle across two games. Yeah. What did What did they do spe- specifically? You know what? I'm not entirely sure. Like down to Brad, you know, 100 percent exactly what they did. Okay. Whatever they did, it worked. It's on film. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. It could be. You know, well, I'm just curious if you know, I mean, before I could like, you know, I was just curious. I'm not sure. I gotta go back and watch it and see exactly yeah. what they did. I mean, I wasn't trying to follow you out of that. I was just curious. Oh, no, 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 oh. I know. I mean, our guys will be fine. We, we took on Aiden Hutchinson without really a, a major issue, so in both games, yeah, really in both games, you know, but they'll probably line up Garrett on a few different places, probably both ends, maybe even in the center. So, if they were smart, they line him up over uh, the center or probably Nate Davis. Uh, yeah, uh, PJ, I'm uh, for Christmas. I'm gonna buy you a a a Cubs hat or a Blackhawks hat or a Bulls hat, just to get rid of that. Whatever that is. I don't even know what, what team is that. Boston, Boston? Red Sox, dude. That's what I thought. Get the you, you, you in that Boston Red Sox hat right now. Always representing other teams during a Bears show. Well, it could be a Bears hat. It is a B. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I won't we'll accept it because 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 like people that have been around know exactly what the fucking thing is. Hey, hey, hey Foster, <laughs> we didn't ask you, buddy. I figure I figure if I get a uh, Atlanta Braves hat, I have an A. Then I can go with this hat with a B. Then I can get a Cubs hat. I can have a C. Then I can have my ABCs. Okay, fair enough. Right that down on my Christmas list over. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got to worry about a uh, DJ Moore too. I know he's back practicing today, even though in limited capacity. Yeah. So we'll have to see where he ends up. Sweat, sweat this... ankle too. They both were banged up. Oh right. God! Please don't. No more say this about an ankle. For those of you who played sports. I'm not asking who did and who didn't. I'm just saying for those of you who did, most of us know you want to wear a couple pair of socks to protect your ankles or a high pair of shoes to protect your ankles or tape to protect your ankles. Seeing him out there with some no-show socks on. Who? DJ. He don't wear socks. He wear those things that, you know, goes down his leg, but he don't actually wear socks like that. And it's like, Protect your ankle, bro. I know you need to be faster, but protect your ankle. Whether it's high tops, tape, couple pair of socks, something. Protect your ankle. You, you definitely want to have support there. Yeah, and I see a lot of lot of receivers are like that. They wear those no show socks and those sleeves that goes down your leg to your ankle. But if you look close enough, you'll see that gap between the no show socks and the yeah. sleeve. To where they're actually not really wearing any ankle protection whatsoever. And it's like, come on, man. It's like some players don't even wear a jock strap. Stop playing. Protect <laughs> yourself. No shit. I want to get to King Pookie here. Not so much what he's saying right here as just as much as I want to get to King Pookie with King Pookie has been blowing me up on Twitter DM about his disdain for Ryan Poles. And he's like, I have a buddy that hates Ryan Poles and he wants to come on and tell you all about the reasons why Ryan Poles sucks. And I'm like, "Mm." so I I started to get into a conversation with him on Twitter DM and King Pookie, love you. We'd love to have you on. But I mean, we have to like have the rationale to be, I mean, you can, you, you have your own opinion. You, you can definitely hate Ryan Poles if you want. To look at what he has done for this team, and I have gone through that with you in our conversation, all the draft picks, all the picks that he's attained by trades, I just don't understand why you are in such, I mean, literal disdain for Ryan Poles. Like, you keep going back to the to the head coach that he hired. But in my opinion, if it came down to, you know, uh, black and white i would think that they probably wanted uh, mccaskey's probably wanted flus to be the head coach and they they kind of pushed it on him and he took he took flus as his head coach if you give him a second chance at that not sure that he would even need it let's see how the season plays out again but what else has he done that's been so terrible pookie i just don't understand why you are so against polls. Now that I agree with. Five picks in the 13 in the first year. How many starters? Eight, nine, ten yeah. starters? I mean, I, I don't agree with everything you said. Players that have started is probably more like 15. 
Yeah, I don't agree with everything you said there, but I do agree if you look at the record. Uh, I don't think Ibrafus was forced on him. I just think he made a choice. But to your point, though, uh, he might have messed up on not drafting Stroud. Might have. He messed up on the trade of uh, Claypool. But other than that, what are you really disappointed in? I mean, so well, well, let me let me piggyback off of that really quick. What happens if he does not choose Caleb Williams? Caleb Williams becomes the the next Patrick Mahomes, and then a year from now, we're moving on from uh, Justin Fields, trying to figure out. Well, maybe we can get another quarterback in this next draft, even though we just passed up on him. What 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 do I feel about that? Yes, I take. I feel like. We'd be first place yeah, in the yeah. NFC, just like the 49ers are with all those uh, talented players. We did, Foster. We did. Go ahead, PJ. I'm just saying we'll, we'll finish first place in the NFC with all the talented players we got by passing up Caleb Williams and trading that draft pick. And we got all these first-round draft picks and these other picks. Uh, so we built up our whole roster. So then next year, we're now, although we messed up on – Passing on Caleb Williams, we're using uh, Tyson Bajan or some other player and still making it to the Super Bowl because we built such a great team that the quarterback doesn't even matter. I just wanted you to reiterate that for Pookie, who just recently joined us. Thank you for joining us, King Pookie. Because there's nothing you can say about polls that is negative in any of our opinions. I mean, he's done a great job. Right? Right. You know where I'm at. Shri, how do you say it again? Oh, damn it. Shri Ram. Shri Ram. Shri Ram. Shri Ram. Very nice meeting you, gentlemen. I enjoyed listening to everything. Look forward to speaking soon. And thanks again, Foster Covers. Appreciate you inviting me. Yes, we will have you on a future show here, Shri Ram. So thank you for hanging out with us tonight. And you are awesome. Appreciate your support. Excuse me. All right. So is this show done then? I just repeated ourselves, right? Do you think polls is the best thing since sliced bread? I do because sliced bread is very bad for you, man. It is. It's terrible. It's white refined flour. Sliced white bread is very bad for you. Terrible for you. I would say outside of uh Jim Finks, he's probably the best GM we had. And for those of you who don't remember Jim Finks, he's the guy who put the 85 Bears together. Um, But so I'm not saying he's perfect. I just think he he has done a lot of things that is right. And if we can keep with this upward trajectory, I do expect us to get in the Super Bowl to answer your next question. Do you think polls uh, will take us to the uh, Super Bowl? I think he's building the right culture for it because what, what what we don't realize or understand what Kansas City did before they brought in Mahomes, they built a good team up. And then the missing piece was a quarterback. Truth be told, I think Alex Smith, given another year there, he probably would have took him to the Super Bowl. But they just went ahead and moved on from him. So, uh, but that's what you do. You build a good team up. And 
building a good team up, you can then have a quarterback who, like I've said many times, you can have a mediocre quarterback because your great quarterbacks doesn't always win. I mean, Dan Marino, to me, probably one of the best. Eh, I'll put him up top. He's probably one of the one, first or second best quarterback I've ever seen play. I mean, as far as pure talent-wise, between him and Aaron Rodgers, pure talent, they, man. And between those two, one Super Bowl. One, one Super Bowl. Now, me personally, my, my, my quarterback, I think Joe Montana, the way he managed the game and the way he played, I thought he was a good quarterback throughout. Tom Brady, he became better as he kept doing them. But because, like I said, the first the first few Super Bowls they won it was because of super, I mean, because of defense and the kicking game. But all of Montana's games, he was giving the ball to Rice, Taylor, all these players. So he is always dynamic. But for the natural best quarterbacks, uh, Marino, Rodgers, fantastic, but one Super Bowl. Even Elway. Like I was trying to say earlier, he, yeah, he was a great quarterback, but he didn't actually win a Super Bowl till they became a better team. They had finally got, got a team with a defense and they got a team. I mean, they had Terrell Davis rushing them all. So great quarterbacks alone don't win you Super Bowls. I can't think of a, I mean, Joe, what, Joe Namath? But even when Joe Namath won it way back when, he had a good running game. So I can't think. Dan Fouts, he was a great quarterback. With Jefferson and uh, I forgot the other guy, other receiver. And, Joiner, uh, Joiner, Joiner, yes. Joiner, man. He he had. How did they not? Had, how did they not win a Super Bowl, Peach? But that's what I'm saying. You have these great quarterbacks yeah. that don't that don't necessarily translate into winning a Super Bowl. You have to have a team, and we can build up a great team because remember, not so long ago after the Mac trade, we looked at our roster and was like, man, this team outside of a couple of players. We are really devoid of talent. We really didn't have much talent at all. Poles has now made it, can make it possible with if he does what we think he should do. Get these first-round picks, build up this team, and they're young. We can actually run, go on a run, a run to where we can be, quote, I, dare I say, a dynasty with the right moves. But it all starts with making a good team and not just focusing on oh let's get the new the next new shiny toy in Caleb Williams this week I mean this week this year yeah true now, PJ you could sit you could stand pat at one and seven or whatever you end up in and make a great team too so there's a lot of good options well said my friend you could trade you I, know, I, I don't think that options and information and polls is going to trade because he's just going to do what he's been doing Sorry to interrupt you, Walt. I, you could not have said that better, PJ. Go ahead, Walt. Yeah. No, it's just like if it's coming to a point, it's like it's like building a car. You get all the parts together, and then eventually you start putting in these uh, high-end parts, so to speak. You know, we have the we have the you know the stuff to build it. Uh, you know, we can start adding some high-end parts and really souping up our vehicle now. Right. We've got we've got all the OEM parts. Or most yep. of the OEM parts, or, original equipment manufacturer stuff, and we're going to upgrade it. That's what Walt, Walt, you're saying, man. Building the foundation, and then you, 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 you now we, the foundation is built. 
So now we're just building the rest of the house. We're putting in the uh, the granite countertops and all that shit. We're trying well, see, to stay I, with the car, the car analogy, dude. It's it's upgrading the fuel fine. injector and putting on better brakes. Well, I don't think we're necessarily <laughs> done with the basic parts yet. See, that's where I differ no, right. with Walt. I mean, right. we and Walt are on the same page for the most part. But no. where I dip, where him and I differ is, he think that you know going after Marvin Harrison Jr. at one is the way to go. Whereas I think. We still need more parts, the basic parts of man, another pass rusher, uh, possibly another, well, another offensive lineman being a center for sure, but another tackle, whether it's J Braxton Jones backup or back Braxton Jones replacement. I just think we we were another tackle away, also. So I think we still need some basic parts. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can you can make that argument, PJ. You know, I yeah. can go either way. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I look at it, it's like you're talking about bringing in a lot of depth, you know, that goes back in part. It's like you have your tackles of Jack Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright. So right. you really don't need like an Olu Fushanu or a Joel if you don't want to, you know. Right. You, you can, right. We, have two, we have two fourth round picks, too. You can get depth out of those picks right there. Yeah, but you can't address all the depth. Well, you're never going to be able to address everything. But even if you have 100 picks. The carburetor, but, the carburetor where it all starts, the center position, that's weak. That's that, that needs weak. more than that needs more that needs that needs a uh, center one and depth at this point. Yeah, We've gone through enough of them looking at. It. So you know we are we're missing some parts still, but we've yeah. got we've got most of the car rebuilt. It's actually Agreed. a drivable car these days. Agreed. So Agreed. Before we, when we started, it was up on the on the rack, man. We were looking at the damn oil pouring out of it. I'm trying to figure out the the analogy between a car and a house. So a car means like we're it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> the engine's really in place. Is the engine in place at least? We're driving it, dude. We, we've been able to drive it. <laughs> okay. I didn't do that one. That was me. But, but no, like you said, center is definitely uh, you know a position of need that we need to upgrade. But you know we could theoretically direct Lucas Patrick as a backup role. And then move in with this young center that we draft, you know, roughly the third round, because there's no center that's going to go in round two, round one this year. They're they're good, but they're not that good. Yeah. You know, there's better players that can fill up those other 64 picks. We're probably not going to get the starting center out of this draft for this year. It may be something down the future, so that's why we got to go free agent. In it. That's, he's got to spend some money too. Yeah. Can't do everything through the draft. There's got to be some money spent, man. Well. And the I the think, biggest credit you can get that other pass rusher with absolutely. the second pick. Well, I, I, think, I think though that what we are what we're kind of discounting is we've been extremely healthy for the most part this year. I mean, we had a little bit of nicks in the line a little bit. Yes. But like our skilled players, they have been pretty healthy. Yes. So not That's what I'm saying. We need to be able to have knocking on knock wood. If, if if our star receiver went down, do we, do we are we confident enough in our offense to think that hey, we can still be able to score if he went down? That's why yeah, we do need that other receiver, but we also need what if uh, our tight end went down? You notice I'm not mentioning their names because I don't want to jinx it. But uh, if our tight end went down, do we have another tight end? that can truly step up because from, from what I've seen out of Tunyon in our uniform, he ain't that guy. What he did last year in uh, 
Green Bay, where he had 50-something catches? Cool. He haven't shown me nothing here. So that's what I'm saying. We need to build up those things to where, hey, we need to keep this thing going because even to a, when uh, Herbert went down, I thought Foreman did a good job of stepping up. But then Foreman goes down, seems like. Well, he yeah, he did get hurt. And it's like our running game really hasn't been the same. So we're still some pieces away, in my opinion. I'm, we're a lot better. We're on the right track. But I can't say that we're just a player or two away. I think we still need to keep on building this roster to where if we take some hits, we still can be that team that, hey, we're still we're still rolling. Because yeah. to Shorty's point, I'm confident enough in, in Bajan now to where if Phil goes down, you know what, Bajan, I I know we can at least be 500 with you in the starting line. I know you can be 500. For a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, for a couple of weeks. But, you know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's where we need to be at. And I, and I don't even think we're close to that because well, – I'm going to feed on that. I, I said this on Twitter the other day. I was like, man, because somebody's going, oh, we don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. I said, dude, we need 10 more draft picks, 15 more UDFAs, and a couple more free agents to see what we can pan out and be even better next season. Got no reply after I said that because you're like, oh, all we need is the six picks and a couple free agents. And I'm like, you're not looking at the depth. Do you really see? Because we need it. We're going to need a starter or two, two more safeties. I, I don't know. Yeah, Foster, to your credit, though, with UDFAs, that doesn't matter how many draft picks you have. You can get 15 UDFAs. I understand that. I understand that. But my statement was we could use 10 draft picks, three, four free agents, and 15 more UDFAs. It doesn't even 100 UDFAs. We're still only going to end up with 53, but to have the volume to see what you have and try and get the best step possible, you collect players, you know. And, and to me, Poles and, and Cunningham, these guys, and whatever, who's ever the scouts are that have been in place that probably haven't been heard, like like Poles even said, I sit down and I ask my scouts for their opinions on these guys. I don't just take their reports. I talk to them about it because I don't see Pace and some of the other guys ever doing that because they know everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. I mean, no. My point to him was – it's a great point. Like we're you, not done, dude. We got more to do with this team, but we're getting, we're getting, we're being put in a possess, better position on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. But let's let's look at this at just normal draft pick. Let's say, let's say you know we haven't made any trades, no nothing. You just walk in. You have seven picks to start with. Every team has seven picks, right? Right. You no, know, and, and teams get get that done with just seven picks, and they they live and die by that. Some. Some do great with even less. So the argument that we need to get more, eh, I mean, it, it can be done with less. It just It's all about, like you said, Foster, you got to get the scouts in. You got to have them really evaluate the talent. And if they tell you and they go, okay, I think this is the guy. This guy's going to be, you know, a superstar for our team, but it's going to cost us this pick. We're not going to be able to move it and get, you know, this second round pick, this third round pick, this fourth, maybe an extra second. You have to weigh that is the opportunity cost you're losing there outweighing the gain of the player. I would, my argument to that, Walt, is I think the teams that are good uh, continuously have gotten more than seven draft picks per draft. They have gotten more draft, first round draft picks via trade, or they've gotten more draft picks via compensatory picks. So they're not just building it on one, one, seven draft picks, one per round. 
they have gotten an influx of getting more guys because Philadelphia did it with the trade of Wentz. Uh, San Francisco does it with trading uh, or getting the compensatory picks. These teams are getting these picks. Not, uh, the, the the Patriots compensatory picks. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean so they're not just doing it with just seven. They're they're doing it, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think talent wise, especially our depth, is to where we can say, okay, let's just now do it with seven. That's why I told you in a previous conversation we had, be it last week, I think it was. I think maybe by next year's draft, by the end of next year's draft, we can be where, okay, now we don't need to worry about so much trying to get all these draft picks because we have such a great foundation. I don't, I just, me personally, my opinion, I don't think we're there yet. No, I'm using seven picks just because it's the control and the experiment. So. So you have to look at well, it that I, way. I'm just, I, I love your point to the whole thing about uh, retaining Justin over going over going to Caleb, though, uh, based on everything you just said, PJ. Because really, if if we're seeing the growth from Justin to this point, to we can all agree with that with our own eyes, just from his from the injury on, you can we can all agree it's been like wow, balling out. So wouldn't you want to get a first-round pick next year and possibly even the year after that and have two first-round picks in the next two drafts just yeah. to take that chance to see, you know, to put all those eggs in the Justin Fields basket and go, listen, we know that this guy might be generational, but we don't care because we think that you are. And we have the talent. We'll have this the structure right now like the fucking cowboys did with that trade right to to prove it to you and then boom we could be that team and it doesn't matter if we have caleb williams or not it was well we said got, PJ. we got to that i just want to say this i i want i want those dartboard picks in the draft as many as possible yes that's, that's where you get your talent yes. you're gonna make mistakes I understand exactly what you're talking about too well. Yeah, I, I, all of them. Said this. I got in an argument with, with Jordan and, and Aldo last year on the Barroom Network regarding the the, the seventh, the last seventh round pick we had. They're like, why don't you take these and couple them to get the sixth? And I and I just kept saying, because I want the darts, man. I want the darts. Who was that pick again? The last pick. Just saying. Which last one? year or the year before? Last year. Uh, our last pick was the Travis yeah, Bell. Kendall Williamson. Or no, no, Williamson. I, yeah. I, I can't remember which order it was. It was Bell. Yeah, it, was Williamson. Well, it was Williamson. It was Bell and then Williamson. Yeah. yeah. So, so they would have given up those two picks, even though, you know, there's there's nothing to them. But they would have changed those, tried, traded those for a six-rounder. And I said, but, I'm like, dude, I want the picks. But if, if you look at Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman, we know he – wouldn't have won the Super Bowls if they wouldn't have traded Herschel Walker. <laughs> I mean, if they would have kept right. that team as is, yeah, you see what they got. It no, wasn't yeah. until they got those all those first round draft picks by making that trade that they were able to then build up that team. And not and Troy Aikman. I mean, seven or eight say, years to get that kind of talent, Peach. And not to I'm, mention most quarterbacks uh, taking them seven or eight drafts to get there. Not Troy Aikman at the time, but most quarterbacks of that time did not play right away. He was one of no. the first to actually play right away. Well, that, right? So Justin Fields is a 24 going into his third year. Aaron Rodgers has, hasn't even played his first game yet. Yeah, and you that's know? what I'm saying. I mean, so for me, 
build up this talent. I mean, to Cliff Victoria's point that he think we only need like a defensive end, a safety, a wide receiver in the center. Yeah, but we need depth because honestly, if our star defensive end goes down, well, where are we at? I mean, and that's that's how I'm that's how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like just did. Well, well, exactly. what I'm saying is, <laughs> if we just go get one defensive end, if we just go get one defensive end in a uh, in the draft, yeah. and we got him and our current defensive end, and yeah. then we sign one of them goes down with an injury, where are we at? And that's that's what I'm saying. I'd rather have look. I got three solid defensive ends. One goes down, we still in good shape. I got three solid uh, defensive tackles. One goes down, we still in shape. I got three solid receivers. One goes down, we still in good shape. That's the type of mentality I have because I'm I'm worried about, you know, the next man up and we can still keep going. And I think that's what you see with Philadelphia. You see with San Francisco. You see with these winning programs because a guy goes down, we're still going. Gold bars, right? Draft picks, gold bars. Ryan Poles treats these draft picks like gold bars. We've been saying this from, you know, for a long time now. He does. He doesn't trade them away. He collects them. and. I would agree with you. Ultimately, I I just speculate, but ultimately I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly, PJ. Go ahead, Walt. Can we look at the situation that the Texans are in right now? They were what? Same record as us, pretty much, minus a tie. Mm -hmm. Went out, took their picks, got CJ Stroud, traded Mm -hmm. up and got Will Anderson. So they they knew the value of coming in and getting those uber blue chip prospects. And now look where they're sitting right now. They're in playoff contention one year after being the laughing stock of the league. But the rookie head coaching staff. Don't they have at the t- at time one 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 time considered the best offensive tackle in the game in Tunzel? So they have yeah, your but the rest of the rest of the old line is complete trash is trashed right now. But CJ's played well above expectations, number True. one. Number True. one. But yeah, but CJ Stamp is also one. that guy. He was also that guy, like we said. That is going to be a, a generational talent. We keep talking about that, right? But nobody had him pegged. For but that. my question becomes: What happens next year? Now, if the Texans are again good next year, I'm going to see your point. But right now, because I'm thinking they're the, no, the, the teams haven't really caught up with them per se, and see what they do. A little flash in the pan, Pete. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to see what they do next year, and that whereas. That's why I'm saying I'm trying to build a team that's sustainable year after year after year, and I'm waiting to see whether or not that's the Texans. Yeah, I mean, like Zach Salvin said, there's seven guys on seven offensive linemen on the IR this year, you know, and, and somehow they're still pulling out games. Now, that's there's more there's more factors to it than insane, just that. Man. You know, there's the coaching that is staff. That's crazy, insane. Sorry, Walt. That's insane. That's a, seven. You know, there's the coaching staff, there's the game plan put in place by that coaching staff, mm-hmm. and there's also the mentality of the players themselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the GM was brand new. He wanted to make a splash, so he went out and he got arguably the now what is the best quarterback in the draft and also the best defensive end. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. the same ability to do that. It's just we don't have to trade and- back to get that defensive end. We can go ahead and take the best wide receiver, fill that slot, come in, and get to our to- – I was just going to piggyback off that. They had some underperforming players last season, too, because of the situation that was going on down there. So, I mean, so you, you yeah. get the whole picture now, and it, and it makes – you know, it, it's totally a good picture, Walt. You're making when I, a when, totally when I, valid, when I, legit point. When I look back at all the losses last year that 
like it single-handedly looked like Justin Fields was going to win for us. You know, driving the ball down the field, getting down to the to the goal line twice. You know, against the the uh, the Commanders, and failing on some, you know, just whatever circumstance, call it a shitty player or not. And then you know, the Packers last year, another goal line stance. They couldn't get the job done. Marset Smith Marset fumbling the ball on what's what looked like to be like a go ahead drive to win the game. Justin Fields was just. He was the man. He was driving the ball. That dude fumbles it, just hands it back to them. Excuse me. And it's like, you know, I that's he's been denied so many times. And you go into this season denied a couple of times, and finally he gets that game. He, I love how Ville said it last week. He, he put his entire body into that throw to DJ last uh, two weeks ago to win the game against uh, the Vikings. Or was it the Lions? I forget what game. It. The point is, he yeah. put his, he put he put everything into it. Vikings, the, yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, and then uh, you're seeing like from that point on, like he's just, I don't know. There's something is different since he came back, and it, it's exciting to watch. It really is. I I think it's partly to be his improved play is. I think he's a lot more comfortable with the old line. I think yes. he sees that. Hey, correct. Offensive he's, line is now yeah, healthy. These guys can uh, protect me a little bit, so I can actually stay in here and make this pass. And again, for Stroud, I ain't trying to talk bad against the guy. I just gotta again see what he does next year. I mean, that's where I'm at with him because if he he's it on takes going, a while to figure. Yeah, you know, because it out. I I'm, I'm not totally convinced that oh he's this great player yet. Yeah, you have a better idea over the next four games, and also, uh, that's that's the exception to the rule. What's going on in Houston? Rookie coaching staff, new play caller, yeah, uh, rookie quarterback, yeah, rookie wide receiver, bunch of second year guys, some underperformers. That's not the norm. I mean, that is great. I wish I wish that happened to us. Imagine where we'd be now because that would have been last year. But then. Does it kind of make the argument to our case that maybe Getsy saw the outlandish talent in Justin and he wanted to try to harness it in different ways so that it was like uh, his learning process was built on different levels of foundations to go to the next and the next and the next. So last year, okay, it wasn't working out right. So then, boom, they go to his legs. He becomes this record-breaking dynamic player for the Bears and everyone's calling him a running back. So then this year he's pulling back from that and he's, again, learning on, on the job himself, Getsy, and then he decides, okay, let's let's try to uh, focus on this and this and this. And then, again, everyone's learning on the job. You can imagine this team all, you know, rallying around each other in these times. And now you're seeing it actually come to fruition where – we're seeing that this team really is they want to play for each other and they are and they're playing for their coaches yeah it's 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 actually exciting because we've all sat here sat here and like talked shit about this past season and a half and and we've all been impatient with that talking shit in whatever fashion you want to call it so a lot of us have stuck ground on this and myself has gone and pontificated left and right this direction 
But it all comes down to continuity, right? You stick together, you build off of your your bad moments, and those make you better. If you don't have those to build off of, how can you get better? Yeah. You're not going to just continuously build off of greatness. It takes those moments of struggle to build a team. And we're starting to see this team now gel and come together. And it's it's been strangely exciting to watch. I'll say that much. <laughs> From the teardown, it's actually it's 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 happened pretty quick. True. By the end of this season, we're, you're gonna if you really think about it, you're gonna especially if what I think is gonna happen happens. Yeah. You're gonna look at it and go, wow, he did this quick because everybody knew knew it should take wow, four or one five freaking years. Fucking man. fire him two years ago. Man, that would have been a mistake, right? And quickly, just to your point, PJ, you're making before. I wouldn't be mad if they traded the picks away and got more. You know, I'm not saying that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go that way. Yeah, but at the same time, we're talking about at the very beginning of the show that how can we go and pass Caleb Williams as a generational talent? Why mm -hmm. is Marvin Harrison Jr. not getting that same kind of respect, so to speak? Right. Because you know, there's other quarterbacks out there. There's Bo Nix, there's Jaden Daniels, mm -hmm. uh, there's the guy out of Washington. And there's mm -hmm. other quarterbacks you can look at. You don't need to go Caleb Williams. But for, I, for some reason, we're stuck on that one guy. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I, I just highlights. Yeah. I well, think, though, that if, if I'm being honest with myself, first and foremost, see that? as Come much as you see that, see what? I said, if you look at the highlights, Walt, and it like showered me with like <laughs> oh, confetti. Yeah, did you see that? You saw that, right, Walt? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that was I looked weird. away just in time, man. I blinked. Yeah, showered. Uh, I just think that it's gonna happen again. Nope, not happening. That was weird. You guys saw that, right? In chat, that was nope. weird. Okay, Nobody let me finish it, my man. statement here. Though. Uh, okay, I, I I just think that if if I'm being honest with myself first, as much as I love Marvin Harrison Jr., is he that much better than neighbors from LSU? Yeah. Is he? Is he? You, there, are, there are some people who says no. So That's fine. some people say that neighbors is better than he is. So if I miss, if I trade back and I miss out on Harris. His neighbor's dad a Hall of Fame wide receiver? Well, Harrison has a great uh, PR staff working for him. He really got a great staff working. But come for him. on, dude! You, Who was you, Jared you're Payton? A, you're a grandfather of of children of grandchildren that you're like coaching up, right? So, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I think, I think feels. I mean, I think Harrison is good. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think he is the best. But there are some people who says neighbors is better. So the point I'm making, if I'm trading down and I'm able to get these picks and I may miss out on Harrison, getting neighbors, I'm not going to cry about it as long as I got then neighbors and I got uh, verse and I got, uh, yeah. if I want a first round uh, offensive tackle, I got these players, I able to get fan Pam because I gained a second and I was able to get him. If I can get all these things, I'm like, okay, I miss out on Harrison. But I got these guys, and that's that's where I'm at. To where, yeah, I may miss the top guy, 
But if it's a close second that I am getting, I'm willing to, I, I can live with that, especially if like in my scenario where I trade down and I'm getting Atlanta's picks and uh, after a double trade down, I'm getting Atlanta's pick and I'm also getting pits. So pits becomes my uh, run tight or my, uh, yeah, my run tight end to where, uh, okay, if I don't have my tall receiver in Harrison that I missed out on, I get neighbors, but I also have pits so I can have send him in a route and he can be my t- quote unquote kind of X receiver playing the tight end spot. So there's things I, I could do to still get around it and still improve the talent of the team. Is so you, you, you can go from getting a one a to uh, a one B and a two a possibly because maybe with all those picks you can acquire based on that trade, mm-hmm. you could get maybe two receivers in this draft that are a 1B and a 2A. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm getting enough to where I can fit that need, that's what I'm saying. I think that uh, the, the attitude I'm taking, because to my same example before, Calvin Johnson was the best receiver. He ain't never won a Super Bowl. Uh, when you have these great... Uh, um, Went to high school... Four minutes that way for me. What you call it? Uh, uh, Randy Moss, great receiver, never won a Super Bowl. So the point I'm uh, again, the point I'm making, I I may miss out on the greatest the the, the generational talent as you're saying, Walt. But if I'm getting a, the second best and I'm getting more players that can help build this team, that's again where I'm at because I'm still building this team because I still don't believe we're just one player away. Now have, if you ask me the same question two years from now, and we're at that point where I think the team is built, I'm going to be with you. Oh yeah. Give me the best one now, because that's what I think we're only just one player away. I just don't think we're just one player away yet. I mean, we're, we're not just one player away. That's true, but we have two first round picks and can nail two major positions first off. But if you're going to look at Malik neighbors and Marvin Harrison jr., Let's just go look at the numbers quick. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start with neighbors because he's got what 86 receptions, 1500 yards roughly. It's like 1546, 14 touchdowns, and he averages about 18 yards. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is only 67 receptions. You know, 12, 12, 11 yards, 14 touchdowns, 18.1 average, and he's doing it with Kyle McCord, where Malik Neighbors has an elite college quarterback throwing him the ball week in and week out. Right. So. What, I, what I'm saying is the reason why I'm, I'm pounding the drum, so to speak, for Marvin Harrison Jr. is I'm, I'm looking at the pedigrees of both players. You know, I'm just going to give you what's going on inside my head when I'm looking at this. Okay. I take the pedigrees of both players. They're both kind of even, you know. So there's, there's a push there. Numbers-wise, they're fairly close. So then I have to go break it down even further and look at how did they come to these numbers? Who was around them? What kind of talent? Did they have a second receiver next to them that could be stealing uh, catches or targets from them? You know, what kind of competition did they play? You know, that all factors in. And even if, you know, we, uh, like what you were saying, if Justin Fields turns into a mediocre quarterback. Right. I, I think a guy like Mario Harrison Jr. could still put up elite numbers, where a guy like Neighbors, I don't really know. So that yeah. also plays into it where, like, I kind of know what I'm getting, but I don't know what I'm getting in this situation. So I'm going to lean to what I know versus what I might have. Fair enough. That's a fair. That, that's a fair argument. I give you that. That's a fair argument. Mm-hmm. And Zach, 
I will no way draft Bowers in the first round. With <laughs> no with, with 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 Comet being our number one tight end. Not unless you pick up four picks in the first round when I draft Bowers. <laughs> Man, yeah, because we need a defensive end. I mean, there's so many other positions we need more than a Guys, tight end. What if, what if they what if they traded down to you know two three picks, traded down another another two three picks, and then picked up three picks in the first round and got Bowers? Whoa, I, Peter, there is put him, one um, put him with Cole Komet. Oh my goodness. There's one situation I wanted to run by you guys. I was thinking about this during the week. Let's see. Go. Let's say we go the route of trading the number one pick and let's say we get a huge haul of players. Let, let's go with the Max Crosby one everyone's been talking about, where it's him, you know, the 11th or whatever the hell their number is. Plus, you know the other the other picks. We take some of those picks, then trade back down to the next pick after that, and then grab Marvin Harrison Jr. You're getting a pass rusher in Max Crosby. You're getting a receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. And you still kind of have that pick to use too. How we do it again? Say, so, so you know, how how did we get there? We trade the what now? So I'm trying to remember the exact trade that they had. It was the number one pick. So the Raiders took Caleb Williams. Okay. We ended up getting. Their first round pick, so we pick swapped there because I think at the time they're number seven, yeah, whatever, whatever, Raiders, right? yeah, yeah, whatever it is at the time, yeah. You then package some of those assets to move back, back up, back up into the draft to pick the receiver. It's a lot that, of moving parts, but that to me, to me, I think you're again, you're giving away some valuable pieces to build this team. As opposed to, I'd rather keep those two first round picks. And in your scenario, if I miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr., okay, give me uh, neighbors. And I, I can still have my other first, and I can still go get another position of need in those things. Because again, I'm not, I'm not trying to give away draft picks early. I think we did that already with Sweat. I mean, it's a good trade, but I'm not trying to give up no more. No more. I'm trying to acquire more. Yeah, but if oh, you want to say no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I see where you're going with this. I, yeah, I think this is something because of some of the picks we already have, even down the line, mm -hmm. because polls will find a way to acquire more picks. Because <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to figure I, out. I how have to... faith in that, but I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that, especially if. We don't give up as much as everybody sitting here thinks we're going to give up. I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way, and I haven't gotten to that point yet, where in the, in the trade you would still get Max Crosby, and you would have their pick, which you can use. It would be a month. You would have to somehow – I'm trying to figure out how to keep that pick that we get from the Raiders and somehow still trade up. So it would have to involve future assets down the line. Right. Either, right. either that second first round pick for next second. year or either like the second second for next year. I, I don't know. Even if you could take the second second from next year, say our second, let's just say it's, that's what it's going to be because we're going to be that much better. And move forward that you're still getting the value page of your first round pick. You're not trading it next year. Actually, you're actually taking that player this year. Uh, I, I could see into that. I could see into that. I, I just would have to see all the details exactly what it would be to move up from five to where because it, we don't, we don't actually know where Marvin Harrison Jr. is being taken. It should be two or three, we think, right? 
everybody? I don't. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Because people are talking like five anyways with him now. Well, I, I believe this. I believe there's, like, there's so much though that's yet needs to be decided, Peach, because there's been no senior bowl. There's been no agree. No combine, nothing. So I still think the first three picks will be uh quarterbacks. The first three? The first three. I think it'll be uh uh Williams, May, and a boy from LSU. Yeah, I we think. didn't see that last year. It could be I think this is I think this is a better draft class than last year. So I think the first three picks will be uh, quarterbacks. And I think uh, this is probably be the third time that ever happened or something like that, or second time. Because I think it's happened before. You shouldn't believe but, everything you think. Well, agreed. But that's what I think. I think the first three – so in my scenario, once again, in the first three picks, if the first three picks going to be quarterbacks, I may miss out on Harrison at four. Maybe somebody want Harrison at four. If I'm – trading down or whatever, and I can get to five, uh, I can take neighbors if I miss out on uh, Harrison. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I, my, my end all is I'm trying to get as many picks as possible. I just really believe that. I agree with you. Yeah, because Arizona has two picks coming into this year, too. And I think if they if they if they in these last four games, if they really, if they really say, "Hey, you know what, Kyler," if that if that coach says, "You know what, I cannot do it with Kyler Murray. I just can't do it with him." What can we do to get Caleb Williams? Hey, Chicago, I want to give you my first two first this year and a second next year. Can I have your? Can I have your one? And you come down to number uh, three. PJ. For me, it would be it would be like at the end of the season if Justin just played, if Justin just maintained his last two, three games back and he just played the same, mm -hmm. you know, no turnovers or uh, very little, no interceptions uh, and, and cut down on those fucking fumbles and just ball out like he did. Dude, there, there, there would be nothing any of us would want more than to take that from him so that we know, okay. No, I'm also, I'll speaking for Arizona's point. I was talking about Arizona's part. If Arizona says, hey, I'm not happy with Kyler Murray, the coach said, I'm not happy with Kyler Murray. Man, what do I got to do to get him? Chicago, can I give you my two first this year and a second next year uh, to get to move up two spots? And you take number three and I take number one. Well, that's, what, <laughs> that's I was, what I was, that was my point that I was getting to would be that, like, yes, then Justin Fields would be, that's the guy you're moving forward. You will trade. Picks. Yeah, you're going to trade the picks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but speaking to that, we need more than for Justin just to just go on par for the rest of the season, like he's done since he came back from the injury, and he would be the guy that, that I think we can all all agree on. Agree. Not, we we do not want to trade him or or move on. Let's take advantage of those picks, however many we can get from it. Yeah, but but to Walt's point, because he asked. Well, he he made the comment that he don't think Arizona would give up their picks. I think in that scenario they would if they really don't believe Kyler's a guy and that they want to like look. I just want to go get Caleb Williams. That'd be the that'd be the scenario in which that'd happen. All right, the issue with Arizona is too man. They got to get rid of that Kyler Murray contract, which is or, very possible. It just started. The biggest problem. Or unless, like you guys have said before, well, they're going to have Caleb sit a year. 
So you have Caleb sit a year and keep Kyler and let Kyler. There, there's ways around it. I'm just saying, if that head coach is so in love with Ky Caleb Williams and want to move on from Kyler, there's a scenario in which Arizona would want to move up. I mean, to, to your point, I mean, was too hard. hold on, hold on. PJ just made up a new word. Serenario. I heard it. I heard it too. The, the serenario. The, hey. ser the serenario. It's a sad scenario. It's a serenario. I'm, 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 I'm conducting this. The I'm with Zach, though. I don't, I don't think they trade, they, they back off of Murray. I don't think they use that pick to get a quarterback. Not this year. But so even if they did, even if they did, it's all just opinions, anyways, Peach. Even if they did get Caleb Williams, I mean, you think you got to go number one to get that, right? Your fan base is going to well, clamor for him to actually start. I mean, this are. isn't you know the '90s anymore, where the quarterback can sit two years, two three years. People want to see this, these high end draft picks come in now. Hence CJ's point: draft them, sit them, run out the two year two years left on Justin. Start him, and then Justin's it, it, playing it, it, well it, it, enough. But you know that not talking about him coming to the Bears, though, Dan. But you know, I'm just saying let's let's take let's take the team out of it. Let's just say it's Team X, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're looking at it from that perspective, why not just draft a quarterback two years later then? Because you don't know, like, the, if if this is a if this is guys, if we don't we, think if, we're going to draft, have if to draft we look back on this ago. draft and go fucking Caleb Williams has won four Super Bowls in the last six years and he's the fucking god of the league and we passed on him, what would happen to us as fans? We would be oh like... Oh my god, we passed on Joe Montana. So, oh my god, we passed, we passed on, on Caleb Williams. We, we didn't take Tom Brady. Thank you. It would be it would be a travesty. We would all be just like Warren Moon, seventeenth round. We sat here on all these podcasts and talked about all these scenarios, and I was right and you were wrong, and I was wrong and you were right, and blah 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 blah. You know what I would say? Caleb Williams has five Super Bowls, and we're sitting there with our dicks in our hands. You'll be drooling on yourself. I would I would say this: if we pass on, and this is how I really feel, I'll say if we pass on Caleb Williams. And we got these players to build around them and uh, to build around Justin. And Justin didn't succeed, but Caleb did. I would say, one, Caleb must have went to a better team. Two, Caleb must have had a better coaching staff. Because, again, we have proven, it has been proven, a quarterback alone is not what win you Super Bowls. So I'm not just going to look at Patrick Mahomes. When when we pass on Patrick Mahomes, wait, wait, can, wait, can we can we talk about Bill Belichick for a well, second? Him, him for retiring. Second, if you're gonna say that, think about Bill Belichick. Insert Bill Belichick. As far Bill as Bill Belichick, should we pass on him? Bill Belichick won Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. Absolutely, right for his defense wrong. for because of his defense first. Okay, so then why hasn't he won a division since Tom Brady has left? Because later it became, like I said, then later it became about Tom Brady. At first it was about his defense. That's what, what that's what got him to beat the Rams. He beat the Rams because of that defense. Okay. It wasn't because of Tom Brady. They were, the defense and uh, Vinatieri. So that's what I'm saying. You win. I mean, the, it eventually came about Tom Brady when you got your uh, quarterback I mean, that really fully developed in. Then I agree with you. Brady was the guy. 
That's why that's why I told you in my mind, Montana's the goat because he was always that guy. Whereas Brady at first, yeah, he did okay, but he was the reason why you was winning. You was winning in spite of him instead of because of him. Later on, you won because of him. They won the first Super Bowl because of him. They scored, what, 19 points, something like that? 22 they did points? not get to the Super Bowl if it was not for the what is now known as the Brady rule. They didn't right, win because right of him. They won, it, they won be, in spite of him. They, they would have won, won that Super Bowl they with... Changed, uh, they changed the rule, dude, because of him. So they won because of him. They won because of the defense, man. They won because Tom Brady should have fumbled that ball, which he did, and they called it a non-fumble or vice versa, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. So, and, and so they changed the rule, which is the now known rule. as the Tom, Tom – yes. The tuck rule. Yeah. They won because of him. If it wasn't but, for that, they would not have won. If they, they would have had won. a different quarterback, they still would have won. That's, that's what makes it be in spite of him. You could have had any quarterback back there. They still was going to win. I mean, because still would have, the quarterback would have got hit. He would have act like he was trying to throw the ball, didn't throw the ball, fumbles the ball. It's the tuck rule. It's yeah. not because of him. That's in spite of him. When when they change a rule because of that play, I would say that is because of him, not in spite of him. Like, yeah, it, but Dan, not, to, to PJ's, to PJ's play, point, they would have lost. To PJ's point is you can install X quarterback in that position. And the same outcome would, would still yeah. happen. Not necessarily, because if you don't have a six foot five quarterback with that wingspan, it might not have been. It might have actually been a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you have that one, Shorty. I'm just going to let you have that one. I saw it in your face too. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> no, you really didn't. I just like I can't. I can't defend that argument because you're going way out of left field on that one. <laughs> Like what? That's like it's saying true. if the wind didn't blow in the uh, you know the angle, like if, thirty-six if, degree if, angle, two miles. If not per for hour, that play, they they do not go to the Super Bowl. They lose that game, so they won that game because of him, not in spite of him, and therefore the Brady lore grew. From there, who even knows what happened? It was just like it just became a whirlwind of Tom Brady. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Bill Belichick got exposed for being a terrible drafter. Yep, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. I'll get yes. He true. should not be in charge of who. The that's all you had to say, PJ. What? <laughs> I'm it's just Belichick was a terrible drafter. I mean, you would have had me a hello. I'm just saying. I mean, they, they had a little knack for he had a little knack for quarterbacks there, but he drafted he, uh, he a couple of good players in his 20 years. Like other guys. He didn't. He didn't draft uh, Garoppolo. Yeah, he drafted Garoppolo. I think he did. Yeah, Garoppolo failed. Uh, Bailey's after. I, I wanted Garoppolo. Player. That doesn't well, mean shit. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying at, there was a point in time that they had some decent quarterbacks rolling through there behind Brady, but you couldn't replace Brady anyways. Right. Oh, that was the only, that was the only niche he had going. Receivers. He doesn't even know what they are. He has no idea how to look at them. Look at all the receivers he's drafted. Name name three of them that he drafted that are that are big. Uh, Troy Troy Brown. 
What did he do? I'm just saying, we're we're stumbling for names. I think I can't remember the guy who I got now. That's another one. (laughs) Myers is in the is in the the Raiders now. How about Toby Myers got a touchdown tonight? How how about the uh, the slot receiver? He didn't. He didn't draft Welker. Welker. Uh, Maybe Edelman. 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 But Edelman was, was a quarterback too. Yeah, Edelman was Edelman was made into that position and and practiced. So if you go listen to some of his interviews, he made himself what he was. Yeah, there's there are stories of him where, and he's told these stories where, uh, Belichick said something to him once and he screwed it up and he got down. He got he went off on him and he goes, "I didn't talk to him for a fucking year." These are just recently. I, I mean, I'm just seeing this stuff recently with Edelman. Edelman's hilarious, man. He's got some great stories about that. <laughs> so there, there was a lot of crap going on there for for a decade that that we know nothing about. I, I love this uh, Cliff saying this like little interaction here. Cliff saying, I, "I love this show because you guys are making me think." <laughs> and I said, "I said you are just sick, Cliff." These are <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, to your your credit, Foster, he did draft Dion Branch. <laughs> But he like he hasn't succeeded. I don't know. He, he's just he should not be in charge over there. Look what's going on the last five seasons. I'll say. When did Brady leave? Have well, they I done mean, anything? That's why he's going this at the end of this year, right? Yep. Just yep. talks. They don't know if it's real or not. But then, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's, he, what that's what I mean. Um, you know, he, he shouldn't be in charge. And up to a point, like there there comes a break point in everything where there's going to be a net loss. And right now, you're in that period of Bill Belichick's square where everything he does is a net loss for your team. Yeah, I just you know, not good. At the at, at the chance or or the reality of sounding redundant, build up build up the talent around this team. That's where I'm at. Just build up the talent, and to where next man up. Give me a bunch of darts, man. Give me ten darts. Well, it's a d- bunch of darts as as more so for me it's more about okay instead of having one the number one pick i want three number one picks so i'm not trying to like trade it for like let's say this is a bad example but this is the best example i want to come up with i'm not trying to trade a second round draft pick to get six fifth round draft picks i mean no that's no, that's too it's, it's, i'd rather give me the high-end talent still mm-hmm. still give me the high-end talent but I may not get the number one, but I can get the second best uh, receiver. I can get the while at the same time getting the second best defensive end and the second best uh, offensive tackle. I can all get all these second who's not maybe the best because those those other guys would be good enough to elevate the whole team. Because again, we're more than just one player away, and therefore I'm about just stacking more players. I love what you're saying, PJ. I think we can all agree that's probably the best route to go for this team. Build it kind of like the Dallas Cowboys teams in the 90s with all the draft picks you can stock up for all of this, you know, everything that's happened in this team in the last couple of years. It's been, it's been pretty cool. For anyone to shit on polls for that is has to kind of like uh, reevaluate their thoughts. Guys, we yeah. have to have show because we are going on over three hours now. I want to get to this that Cliff says, yes. guys, we beat Detroit 
and we should have beaten them twice. The Bears are getting close. That is perfectly said. Mm-hmm. End the show with Clip because you are correct. This team is getting close. They have proven it with uh, not only their first division win of the season two weeks ago, but then by beating two division teams in a row to get back-to-back wins for the first time under this Flus regime. We have seen, we've talked about tonight, uh, we're pretty well off with our injury report as concerned to the the Browns. Yannick's injury does suck, but I think that we can easily come back from that based on the team that we're playing. I mean, shit, uh, Flacco was on the uh, the practice squad right now, so who knows? Somebody made a, made a good joke about, hey, let's just sign him from the practice squad. You know, give him a contract that they can't, you know, match. Yeah, we'll give him a one-year, $5 million contract, and then we can just cut him right away. We'll put him on the roster as a third-string quarterback this year. Ha, ha, ha. Not going to happen, but fun to think of. Um, I do have to go to bed, guys, so let's wrap this up. You guys are awesome. Everyone in chat, let's get to the chat, guys. Zach Sullivan, Cliff Victoria, hanging out sick tonight with us, man. Yes. You're the man. Hope you feel better, buddy. You are the man, Cliff. Thanks for hanging out with us. Mo Beerman. Raging Oracle. Joe Trevizio. Joe Trevizio. Raging Oracle. You guys are Williams. I'm just going to go on. Plank hanging out with us tonight. Plankster. James Ford. James Ford. STC. STC Scott. Went to his Jay phone. Grizz. Yes. Jay Grizz in the house. Foster Covers? Who the hell Mr. Shorty? Who are, who are those fuckers? Mr. Shortino. Shri- Nation. How do you pronounce it? Is it Shri... Shriham? Ram. Shriham. No, Ram, like Ram Emanuel. Shriram. Shriram. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight, man. I see your email. We would love to have you on the show, so we will arrange that with you. Jeremy, Jerome, Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy, Munoz, Swifty, Swifty in the house, Heidi, Swifty in the house, Heidi. I hope, I hope they're okay down there, man. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Heidi. You can come stay here while we go to Florida if you need a place to stay for a couple of months. <laughs> Unapologetic truth. You see what he told? He told he told me the same thing. Dan Dan said I could come down and visit him in the winter if I stay in the house of Atlanta while he's yeah. in Florida, but I can only stay for two weeks in the garage. Dang. Yes. <laughs> you can't work on his roof. In nope. the garage, you'll have to sleep in the back of my Jeep. Sleep my Jeep my chair, house, man. My Jeep in I've been living in that. That's comfortable. <laughs> we see that. We thought you were like in a fucking fishing hut or something. <laughs> I know somebody. Somebody said I was in it. Thought I was in a tent. I think Chris thought I was in a tent. Mark Kazak, <laughs> Zach Sullivan, went to bed early. Yeah, and you CJ, know. yes, you you can come back to retain yourself at some point. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Without new breed hanging out with us. Oh, also Steve from uh, Sports. What is it Sports Talk Sports Network? Talk. 
Yeah. Horse Talk Network. Steve, Packers fan and uh, New Breed Steve, Lions fan. You guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Yep. I mean, we support you guys. I mean, you guys are awesome. Thanks for supporting us. Yes. Everyone else, if we've missed you, Jason, UK Bears. By the way, we should just go down the the, the lineup for this rest of the week. We are we doing a post game pregame first for this game? Up to you guys. Are we? We're Stay doing tuned. a post 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 game, right, Walt? Oh, we always are. Yep. Stay tuned for that, Walt. You got that, man. Make your make your thumbnail. That's that's your guys' show, man. Kick some ass on that. Stay tuned again for. Uh, we probably will do the uh, last call at Hallis Hall on Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time with Dan Aguirre. And then um, next week, of course, we are going to actually be on uh, Just Another Year, uh, Nick Rohde's podcast. We're going to return the favor and be a guest on his show on December 26th, I think at like 7.30 p.m. Central time or something. While we're getting ready for the uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I just keep. I just keep wondering why he wants to do that to himself again. But I know. I know. Well, we've never been on this show. It'll, it'll be the first time. We might never come back, but we'll find out what happens when we when we're on his hey. show. Um, he's not that far away from me, man. I just figured out. You know what he's trying to do. Please? He's trying then, to get us there and get us in my wall. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, the, the lowdown with Lynn, she's recovering from a knee replacement surgery, so we'll see what happens. We can't guarantee a show next week, but then we will be back with you next Thursday, um, the the 21st, and uh, we, we will announce our guest. Uh, we're we're, so, we're th- uh, still trying to figure that out, but uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Cliff has one more question for the next show. Are you more or less the same interested in the bears now as you expected or that's for next week okay we'll save that for next week cliff we what love you what about Th- a score no. prediction real quick anybody anybody yeah you want a score it? prediction for this Let, let's go 28 16 bears hmm. bears are three point favorites oh let's wow that quick that, quick prediction that's only that's that's what they when they're kind of on the shelf that's what they give they always give the away team three points so vegas is even a little off here this week with it man they're not sure i even go a little more go 31 16 bears Ooh, i like walt that. I jumping like on the bandwagon i like that walt big score i think I'm going uh, last. you're up next pj 27 17 big score too down there all right so nobody has anything more than 18 points on the Browns, right? So I'm going to go 35-14 Bears. Whoa. Yeah, 35. Oh, going to fucking lose, Shorty. No. It's, we're, we're getting <laughs> five touchdowns, guys. That would be nice. And every extra point. That would be nice. Eric now, Peach. Huh? I just was wondering what you're, you're, you're going, hmm. No, I said it. I didn't hear it. Oh, that's because you was talking. All oh, right. <laughs> Can you please? Twenty-seven, seventeen it? bears. Okay. Thirty-five, fourteen. What did you say, Foster? 
What? What was your score prediction? 28-16. Okay. And what was yours? Twitter already, too. I, I said it for somebody, and they laughed. 31-16. 31-16. Walt and I are going. We're in the 30s, guys. Let's kick some ass. Yeah, it's well, three points. Oh, that was. <laughs> it's included. No, I misclicked by my, uh, my mouse. Guys, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us in chat. You guys are what makes this go around. We will uh, probably be doing at least a post game this weekend. Uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, on a one, two, three, guys. One, two, three. Bears. 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 Bears.